Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to another episode of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. This is episode. Is it twenty? Well, I'm not even sure. I, I, I can't even remember. Yeah, I can't even remember episode to episode twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. We're glad y'all are here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's wild to have twenty eight episodes in, but I'm I'm pumped on it. Nate, hit us with the sponsors. We're gonna get we're gonna get moving tonight. We're gonna expedite things. Let's get rolling. So yeah, we got to say uh, say thanks to our presenting sponsor, Kenai Coolers. Yeah, man, the best. Uh, a, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a product of of Grizzly Coolers, their yeah. lifestyle brand. They make they make awesome stuff. We talk about it week in and week out because we we truly believe in it. And, yeah, uh, we, we use it daily. So uh, no doubt. There, there's uh, you know there's Kenai. Like I said, our presenting sponsor. We have uh, Guild Tech and Hook and Arrow Supply Company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. They're just you know, they're just making some, some dope stuff, some yeah. some really unique designs, uh and fish catching products. Like that's no that's yeah, I think that's the only true. way to put it. You know, yeah. I'm uh, wearing a hook and arrow hoodie nothing, right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, nothing nothing gimmicky, you know, nothing crazy. It's too off the wall, but some unique, well made, high quality stuff. So Absolutely. so we thank we thank them for being on board with us. Of yeah. course, uh Way, Waypoint T V where you can find all of our uh, episodes, yeah. um, as well as, you know, many, many other podcasts out there. So waypoint TV, they're doing a, a great job waypoint Absolutely. podcast. So, and then of course the, uh, the OGs, the ones who, uh, who pulled us aboard and said, let's do this thing. Working class, bow hunter podcast. Oh, network. Yeah. 
That was good, Bert. I don't know what did you say. Yeah, yeah. What did you just say? I don't know. It wasn't boop. Yeah, this wasn't boop this time. But, yeah. <laughs> right. Boop. Yeah. So, so thanks to those guys. Uh, like always, you know, for sure. We, uh, we appreciate you uh, having our backs and asking us to do this. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's I'm keep ready. it moving. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Check us out for sure on all the on all the socials. We don't do all the like TikToks and stuff, although we probably should because like Nate and Lola are very good at doing embarrassing dances. Are we? Well, I'm probably the best at doing embarrassing yeah, dances. Yeah, I would. Yes, it's yeah. you. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. It is you. Uh, but Facebook and Insta is kind of where we're at, and YouTube, which is just as simple as looking for Tackle A-N-D Tacos. I mean, if you just Google us, you'll find us there for our website, for um, Instagram, for Facebook. Uh, YouTube, we just put out um, a brand new actual fishing video, which we did our best, Nate and I did, on a two-day fishing derby up in northeastern Wisconsin to film, um, which is really tough, dude. Like, it's really hard to film um, when you don't really have, like, an ultra-specific filming setup in your boat, you know, like a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of GoPros or whatever, because I do have a bunch of GoPros, but, like, I never want to put down the fishing rod uh, or the net. Um, to pick up a camera and so we did our best but check us out on youtube check out that video I'm, I'm happy with how it came out the whole thing we were trying to do is just put out a vibe of like as if you were out in the boat with us fishing and tournament with us the the goofy stuff going to quick trip to load up on gasolina and um <laughs> breakfast dale, dale. oh man see you got, you got <laughs> it whoa man y'all be speaking yeah, that other you know. language boy uh but yeah we just want you we want you to to, to ride with us um why are you pointing at me? Okay. Um, we have a merch update. That was the worst segue ever. Yes, All I'm I did so was sorry. point at you. No, it I wasn't didn't... your fault. It was my fault. Yeah, you're I'm like, yeah. YouTube video, go! And then you pointed at me. Yeah. It was very strange. Yeah, we're very, I should have known. Good. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, merch update. We have the stuff. We have it. And so we're going to take some pictures yeah. and put it up on the website. Yeah. So then you guys can see it and buy it and yeah. represent. Yes. The most loved fishing podcast of all time. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. What are we talking about? Luke Duncan or like <laughs> Whoa, Ike? Yeah. We're talking about uh, Bass Talk Okay, Live. okay. Yeah. The cutest one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, sorry, we have go. everything. Yeah, so we have everything except for one hat. That's the only thing we're missing. And yeah. we're going to get that remedied. It was not our fault. It's not working class's fault. It's not even our merch guy's fault. It's the place he used to get a patch made, and he's he's working hard to get that right. But So there will be one hat style, uh, a T-shirt that I'm really stoked about. It has a front and back print, um, a few different stickers, and a sticker sheet. Who doesn't want a sticker sheet? It's so it's cute. so dope. I and mean, there's dope. yeah, and there's stickers <laughs> on the sticker sheet that you can't get like just by themselves. So they're kind of unique. Mm, like exclusive. there's one, yeah, exclusive to the sh- to the sheet. <laughs> sheet exclusive. I don't know. Those I can't exclusive. Yeah, yeah, those sheet exclusives, boy. Like Ooh. one of them that I'm really pumped on is a sort of almost like not necessarily like silly or sarcastic, but kind of playful. Uh, sticker for the whole like positivity is worth the effort um it's made in like a old school like log font like you'd see it like a summer camp from like 1970 and then uh it says tackling tacos positivity is worth the effort and in the middle of it it's like a tree stump like a tree that's been cut down but then there's like one leaf growing out of it Mm -hmm. you know so it's like this idea that like even in the middle of not great situations positivity is worth the effort and if you follow us on social 
um, you would have seen that he posted oh, yeah. the sticker sheet and it said positivity. Yeah, positivity. Or- no, nope, just positivity. It didn't positivity? have an eye. Oh, post. It wasn't positivity. It was like postivity. Postivity. Yeah. Yeah, postivity. So is it doesn't actually say that. He, it is. Yeah, correct. we corrected it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we redid it. And uh, yep. Um, we have a giveaway update too. We'll, oh, yeah. an- we'll announce the winner on next Tuesday's show on Halloween. Ooh. Scary. Yeah, I don't have like a Halloween sound on the soundboard. I wish I did. I don't know what that was. What does this do? I don't know. That's not scary. (laughs) That's cricket. That's not scary. None of those are scary. Oh, that one is. Wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Say we're going to announce it on Halloween. We will announce the winner on Halloween. That was good. Yeah. Like, I'm scared. We're so good at this podcast game. That was awesome. Yeah, so that Halloween episode uh, will be uh, the one with Gussie, the Bassmaster Classic Champion, and you have to listen. We're not going to post it on social media. You have to listen to the podcast to hear your name if you were either the um, iTunes review guy or the Spotify review person um, that you will be getting a free shirt and a free hat and a free sticker shipped to your door for free. What? For free? No more. All the way free. All the way free. Yeah. So that'd be dope. So that will be. Yeah. All right. So one thing um, when we first started this podcast, I think from like episode one, uh, and even in talks with Kurt, uh, our buddy from Working Class Bow Hunter, who's kind of the guy over there, um, we said very early on that we didn't want our show to be just bass fishing. Now there might be a lot of it because that's what we know, and mm-hmm. we all three of us fish tournaments, and um, like last week's episode, we love trying new methods and, and, and techniques that maybe aren't as popular. Like bass fishing is what we know best, but we love fishing, catfishing, um, pond fishing for bluegills, uh, crappie, walleye, ice fishing. We're going to have Eric on from working class. He's a big ice fishing guy. Uh, And then fishing for a big, scary, toothy fish like giant northern pike or musky, you know, like we had um, our really good buddy um, Steve Jonasy on uh, a couple months back and um, a good friend to Nate and I, and I would definitely say a friend of Lola's now as sure. well, just a cool cat. And what we're trying to do with this whole podcast is um, I coached a football league this year for our middle boy, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a flag football thing. And the the only thing the guys who run the the league said is the number one thing we want with this league is to get kids loving football. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe they get competitive and win. Yeah, maybe they learn how to run a route. Maybe they learn, you know, when to open their hips on defense if they're running with a receiver and specific stuff, whatever. But the biggest thing we want is for them to leave this league loving football. And we want that for this podcast. We want people to hear this podcast and be like, man, I want to go fishing. Oh, I thought you were going to say, well, I love football. I love football <laughs> and tacos. Yeah. We want, people to, we want people to listen to this podcast and love fishing. We want people to listen to this podcast and want to go fishing. Like, we want to put out the vibe. Like, we're all, you know, up at a, a lodge in Canada for a week chasing muskies and okay, can we do we're that? talking that sounds so yeah that fun. does sound fun and we're talking yeah today i saw this one on a on a follow and so i figured him and like we wanted to be those stories and those getting to know the characters in the fishing world to where people mm-hmm. are pumped about this whole vibe you know yes also before we get into our guest mm-hmm. nate nate either yes oh my gosh <laughs> god you scared the crap out of me dude that was like an hour what are you doing <laughs> 
Yes, I'm here. What's up? The UFOs are real from the last time he got took. <laughs> he got took. He got took. They up. got me. Yeah, they don't run through. I heard a noise. I heard a noise. It's got to be. It's got to be legit. Um, Nate, you made the burger taco. I, I made the burger taco. Please and? tell us about your experience. Uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yes, oh my god! I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, uh, at how much I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I did the. Smash the the burger over top of the tortilla. Yeah, of course, mission tortilla. Mission gotta uh, be, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I seasoned it up with uh, Weber's uh, gourmet burger. Okay, tried Man, that, Weber's that is your season. thing. Weber's is what well, if is. if God Himself came down from the heavens and said, Nate, you have to pick Weber's or Kinder's. What are you picking? <gasps> oh man, that's so tough. That's so tough. You just cry and be like, "Lord, please just let me have me. both." Just take me, Lord. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, it, man, that that's tough. I'd I pick Kinder. It's, it's a win either way. They're both though, but I'd pick it, Kinder's. It really but. is, yeah. Because I, I, you know, depending on what type of meat I'm cooking, yeah. that really dictates which seasoning I'm going for. Yeah, uh, most of the time. But uh, you know, with with the burger, Weber's, yeah, gourmet burger, okay. season that, yeah, fried it down, and then. Uh, I don't, have you guys tried the Wahlberg sauce? Like Mark Mm-mm. Wahlberg? Yeah, from like Hy-Vee or whatever? Joint. Yeah, it's it's really good. Is it actually good? It's really good. It is actually okay. really good. So I did, obviously, lettuce, tomato, Wahlberg sauce, uh, and some pickle. And, Yum. Uh, went to work. Went Sounds to work. So good. <laughs> went yeah. to work. They were they were fantastic. I was I was stoked on it. Kids, kids smashed them. They mm-hmm. they, they, they ate the mess out of them so Good. it was uh it was perfect yeah i was just thinking about it um i don't always do this uh but i was listening back to last week's episode where we talked about the burger taco and mm-hmm. i'm a very imaginative human like i just sort of see things you know like word pictures and whatever and i was just imagining like being on some like really fancy cooking show with like gordon Ramsay. and he's like what are you gonna make me today and i'm like i'm gonna make a burger taco and he just like punches me in the face or something you know <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so not cool, not classy, so not authentic. It sounds like it's disingenuous to both American and Mexican heritages. It's just combining, but it doesn't two matter. That's things. the dopest thing about cooking. Yeah, just, you know, do what works, and it really is. Like I'll be for real. I never told you this, Lola. What? But when you said that your brother was coming over to make us burger tacos, yeah. in my heart, are you skeptical? N- no, it was way past skeptical. Oh, no. In my heart, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> but you were disappointed. Like, I was preemptively. Not, yes. Yeah. Honey, I was not looking forward to it because i'm like burger tacos what's next like spaghetti cereal you know oh my like gosh you are ridiculous you know what i'm saying like that doesn't <laughs> spaghetti cereal yeah s'mores uh, pizza so well, that actually funny. sounds kind of good s'mores pizza is good oh anyway um i should just talk <laughs> so, spaghetti I, cereal spag- but it's actually good though right nate like it's stupid but it's uh, good yeah it's really Underloved. good i was trying to con- I, was, I was trying to convince my daughter i was telling her about it and she yeah. was like her eyes are all big and she's looking at me funny i'm like all right here watch i'll, I'll pull up a video on YouTube real quick and I show it to her. And the first thing she says is, uh, no. Madison. <laughs> I said, are you, so are you serious? I was like, I think you'll like it. She said, uh, okay, fine. I'll try it. Good and girl. Yeah, she, she, she ate an entire one. And she went uh, to town. She did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She ate an entire one and, and loved every minute of it. She had sauce all over her face. It was fantastic. Oh, so cute. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. I love that. All right, man. Well, let's get on uh, on the fishing deal here, and we'll talk to this feller about uh, some taco stuff, too. Um, 
So basically what happened here was I got a random message from a feller named Brian, and I have no idea how to say his last name. It's like Skyfe, Skafe. We can probably Skafe. If I had to, if I had to guess, I don't know. If it's like I think it it's like S K A I F E. I could be spelling that wrong. Uh, but if I had okay. to guess, I would say Skafe. But it could be like Skafe, which would be kind of rad. Watch, he's gonna be like, no, it's this. It's Skyfe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he he messaged me and was like, hey man, it would be cool if I, you know. Maybe we could link up and we could talk on your podcast sometime. And my initial thought was like, ah, man, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know this dude, whatever, but for sure, let's, let's do some, some looking and, yeah. and whatever. So I looked up his YouTube and his videos are really well done. Like legitimately mm-hmm. in a sea of fishing videos on YouTube. These are very good videos. Uh, he's a good host. He's articulate. He's funny. Um, he seems to do well at fishing without taking himself too seriously, I would say. Um, and so I was like, yeah, dude, after, you know, kind of looking into him. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, man. And so I'm, I'm pumped to have him, uh, on the show, pumped to talk about musky fishing. And, uh, this is the feller from the YouTube channel angling anarchy. And we'll talk to him about this as well, but he's been putting out a video. Like, I think, what did he say in that one Lola one video a week for the last like four years or something something every week, like so consistent. And that is not, um, not as easy as it might sound. That's a lot of work filming, a lot of work editing. I mean, that is work. Um, I know some, some people who are like kind of famous YouTubers and people are always like, Oh, they just made their money on YouTube. Like, dude, that's not that easy. Like it's Mm. a totally different grind, but it's a lot of work. So, um, happy to have him on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Scaife. From, ang- uh, <laughs> from Angling Anarchy. So, yeah, welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks welcome so much in. for having me, guys. And you nailed it. It's Scaife. Hey, so, good yes. job. You got it. Yes. Uh, yeah, that'd be really funny if you were like, actually, the, all the other letters are silent. It's Brian Skuh. <laughs> or, or something really weird. I mean, that's like LaFont. LaFont is Len Fant. Yeah. You say LaFont. Do you remember when we were trying to figure that one out? Yeah, I was and like, we how to be Len Fant? And he's like, it's LaFont. I was like, okay. That was yeah, not, not even thought. Not even close. But uh, so thank you for being here, Brian. We're pumped to have you on the show talk some tacos talk some muskies man how you feeling well i'm feeling really good and uh thanks for having some random dude from the internet on your uh, yeah. podcast heck, i love it heck yeah dude <laughs> like i said honestly most of the time i probably would have just been like i don't know but you know i looked you yeah. up and just did a little bit and and pretty quick i was like okay well he's got a good following on youtube and then i watched some of your videos while i was actually processing our boys deer uh dom's mm-hmm. deer in the garage and i'm like man these are well made and and you're articulate so yeah man i'm, I'm happy to have you on uh have you on the tackling tacos fishing podcast so the way that this usually works man is um we give you all the different questions we have but we separate them into categories categories topics topics, and then and then we kind of let you pick out of those topics uh, which one you want to go with first and then we'll just kind of free flow dude wherever it goes in the conversation if it lasts for half an hour if it lasts for an hour and a half whatever we'll just we'll just go with it so we have life questions taco questions uh, best ever questions, which is essentially like a rapid fire thing where we say best ever this, best ever that. And you have to just tell us what you think one of, you know, the best evers of that is. And we just keep mm-hmm. on firing them. Uh, podcast questions where we just ask you what you think of podcasts and what makes them good. And then even though we don't know you super well yet, um, but we're excited to get to know you, we have some mm-hmm. Brian specific questions. So okay. of those, sir, where would you like to begin this journey? <laughs> well, there 
They're all fantastic categories. Okay, so great. let's start with the uh, life questions, I suppose. Ooh, okay. okay, I all like right. it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good start for sure. Okay, um, I'll go first. All right. I think the... Oh, wait, are you going? Nate? You said life questions, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nate, yep. you're up. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, we, we got to know uh, who is Brian. Like, who are you? What are you about? Give us give us the rundown. Yeah. Who is Brian? Brian is a <laughs> uh, 44-year-old uh, with the brain of, depending on the day, a 13 to 21-year-old. Okay, yeah. You look good uh, for yeah, 44. Probably. I didn't yeah. know you were 44. Yeah, you, you look good. You got a mean just, beard, too. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, just boy. Super, super silly, uh, super positive. I love, love your guys' um, motto for the podcast. Oh, right it is, thank you. It, it's everything, man. I mean, there's, there's honestly times where people are like, why are you so happy all the time? I'm like, man, it's not worth being, <laughs> being mad yeah, about no anything. Doubt. And, uh, you know, I... Yes. You run a you run across that a lot, especially with the YouTube stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's comments where I'm like, "Man, like what what's going on?" But yeah. no, I just I uh, I keep myself busy fishing, making videos, uh, have a full time job, so I am constantly uh, trying to be lazy, but also on the move all at the same time. Yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love food. Absolutely love music. Okay. And uh, love fishing, so that's that's probably me in a nutshell. Those I guess great. Those are great combinations yeah. of things. All really good. Yeah. Jordan yeah. and I are looking <laughs> at each other, and I think we're thinking the same thing. What kind of music? Yeah. Okay, so um, everything other than most country, like some mm. '90s country is dope. Yeah, uh, like Charlie Daniels band. Yes, yes <laughs> dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> we're on the same level here because I'm the same way. I love all music including country but i cannot really get down with like modern country exactly exactly <laughs> but like if i if if gun to the head you got to pick something uh, like 90s alternative okay uh, for nice. sure um but i mean i'll get on like a jazz kick or i'll be at work listening to herb alpert and the tijuana brass or something okay. like that so yeah, that's awesome um, 90s hip hop. Uh, I, love, I love it all, man. Yeah, dude. That that's probably oh, yeah. that's yeah. If you asked me, that would probably be where I'm at. Like late 90s hip hop was just the right golden on. era of, of really good music for sure. Absolutely, that's dope. So, where did your love for the outdoors start? Uh, so, both of my grandpas and my dad were, you know, they were always hunting and fishing. Uh, my my dad's dad uh, was probably the first person that i did a lot of fishing with we're on the i mean i'm in southern wisconsin in janesville which oh, is just yeah. south of madison yep so uh you know it was a lot of trips you know four in the morning on the weekends uh up to mud lake or lake wabisa to go chase bluegills oh, with uh so grandpa scaife oh and grandpa uh Scaife. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, grandma escape would be up there catching bluegills and oh she wouldn't gosh. take them off. She'd be swinging them over to grandpa and them in the face. And... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it all started. And then as I got older, uh, my grandpa on my mom's side, he was more the guy that was like going to Canada, fishing walleyes. Yeah, fishing that's what I was going to ask pike. next. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, you know, at a, at the age of 13, that was the first year I got to go to Canada Okay. And it was just like, uh, blew my mind. A different it was, planet? 
Oh, isn't it crazy? Planet man. Like I was holding back tears when we were driving home because I did yeah, not want to leave dude. this place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, I caught, caught my first walleye up there, caught my first muskie that trip, caught, yeah. you know, pike. Oh. I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah. And I have gone to Canada every year since oh. other than, other than 2020 yeah. because of all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. All the, all the but, uh, I've been there. Every year since. I wow. love that so much. That's dope, dude. You, yeah, did you know that? I'm dope. sure you know this too, but there are still lakes in Canada that man has never been on. Oh, yeah. That's so crazy. Like a lot. But like that is so crazy to me to think that you could roll in on like a float plane and fish for a fish that's never seen a lure. Mm-hmm. Man. I mean, the amount of water, the water oh, up there crazy. is like... You look at a map and it's like there's more water than land up here. It seems like <laughs> it. Yep. yep. I, uh, the first time I went to Canada with my my stepdad, uh, we go. I don't even know where it's at. It's like straight north of. Um, I don't even know what that town is in northeastern Minnesota. Like you go up around the Horn and then you mm-hmm. go past this area called Lutzen where I've gone snowboarding a few times. And then once you hit the border, you go straight north. And we were talking about the route specifically, my stepdad and I, and I'm like, why is it going to take so long? Cause it's only this many miles. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, because we have to go around like 600 lakes. Like it's not a straight yep. shot. You're just, doo, 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 you're winding around cause there's lakes everywhere. And we had wow. to go around this one huge one called Nipigon. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's incredible. So yeah, that's, uh, let's see, we got up to Canada and then, uh, I mean, from there it was just, I mean, uh, the addiction just got worse. You know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, I was the kid when we were on family trips, I didn't care what we were doing. If we were driving past a lake or a river, I would be staring at it, wondering what's in there. Um, Jordan still does that. Jordan still does. Yeah, I still do. I love it. I love that. Isn't that part of what makes fishing so incredible, though, is that the oh, yeah. sort of curiosity, the wondering, the uh, what's in there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it never, it, like, I don't know how much you are into other fishing outside of musky stuff, but there's mm-hmm. this one feller, this pro guy named Mike Iconelli that I really, really like. Oh, yeah, um, Ike. Yeah, Ike. Mm-hmm. And people always make fun of him because, like, half the, and it is funny to a certain level, but half the fish he hooks, he's like, giant! And then it comes in and it's like a pound and a half, whatever. And people are like, oh, it's another Ike giant. And I'm like, yeah, but he's still got that kid like wonder and imagination. And like, I don't ever want to lose that. I don't want to catch a a 34 inch muskie and be like, dang it. You know what? Obviously I want bigger, but like, it's still fun. Like Mm -hmm. that's still so fun. Dude, you just touched on one of like my biggest pet peeves about some muskie fishermen. And that is these guys that are like, oh, it's just a 36. It's like, yeah, dude. I'm out here busting my butt, yep. and if I catch a muskie, I don't care if it's 34 inches or 34 pounds. Yeah, I am mm. happy as a clam, and yes. I hope to be till the day I die, man. I mean, yeah. if if I'm ever catching a 34, and I'm like, hmm, oh, whatever. Uh, no, no, mm. it, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah, it's it's the same crap yeah. as it's the same crap as the sort of like not with everybody, but with a lot of hunters. Uh, it's like a dong measuring contest on like, oh, that yeah. deer's not that big. Well, did it get your heart going? Did you get excited? Did you get the shakes? Right. If it's one exactly. fifteen and whatever, and you're content with it, and you will not regret putting your tag on that, dude. Shoot it. Don't worry shoot about it. how it's going to look yeah. on Instagram or mm-hmm. you know what. Yeah, it's it's just it's weird to me. Like the influence that like social and just the internet has had on a lot of us. Whereas like before we would all been out of our mind about a 34 inch muskie or a follow from a fish and not catching it. And now it's like, Oh dang, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's different. Yep. Yeah, I definitely, I dig your vibe though there, dude. I totally agree with you for sure. Awesome. So what's something about you people probably wouldn't expect? Yeah, give us something unique. Okay, something unique. And so I've listened to a couple of your podcasts. I had, I had to listen to the one uh, with uh, my good friend as well, Steve Jonasy. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot you know Jonasy. That's great. dope. Yeah, I've, awesome. Like, yeah. I fished I fished with him a couple times. He's in a couple of my videos uh, from a couple years back that over there in really? Iowa. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, that's yeah. dope, dude. He's so yeah, great. He's, yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, search those. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll send you guys some links to it. Yeah, but, that's uh, awesome. He, yeah, he's fun to fish with and uh, knows the stuff out there. And Iowa has just some amazing musky fishing on stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean I've probably got gosh. I, close to a dozen mus- musky videos from Iowa wow. over the years. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome out there, but so, okay. So I, I was anticipating this question. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, the best I can come up with is that I was, uh, back in high school, I was in a band. Okay. Uh, not playing an instrument though. So oh you guys gosh. know the mighty, mighty boss tones. Oh yeah. 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 They've got the one guy, the boss tone that all he does is dance. Oh my gosh. Please tell me there's video oh. evidence. Uh, n- well, there's probably like a high school uh, talent show oh from okay. 97. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you like recreate this? So or? you were like, you were like, so was it, was it ska music? Was it like that same stuff? Were you like skanking? It was, it, it was, <laughs> it was all sorts of stuff. I yeah. mean, let's see, we had, we had a guitar, bass, uh, drums, Stop. obviously oh sax. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a little ska feel to it. Yeah. So, but, um, and, and the, and the, the name of the band was, uh, one of the people saw this phrase from a Britain certifiably barking, which is what they say when, Oh, he's, he's certifiably barking. He's crazy. He's so nuts. that was the yeah. name of the band. Sure. Certifi- certifiably barking was the name of the band. That was it. That's that was dope. it. Oh I like gosh. it. And, <laughs> and the one instrument I did play was a jaw harp. Oh, or snap. a juice harp. <laughs> Oh, you have it with you. Dude, this is the best interview this ever. This is the best. Uh, He's pretty good on that thing. So I had to bring the prop along with me because uh, oh that was the best I could come up with. So. Wow. That was amazing. That might be the best yeah. answer to that question yep. we've ever gotten. Yeah. Yeah. The juice heart, the jaw heart. Mm-hmm. The jaw the heart, heart, the juice heart. I love it. Yeah. I love that you do it with your mouth, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, hold on. Yeah, I got you. I got he was like you. on it, too, <laughs> it dude. He was on it. So so tell us about you, dude. Do you have a family? Are you married? you have kids? Do you, are your kids your fish? Do you, I mean, how does that look for you? Uh, yes, 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 and yes. So okay, I've, perfect. I've been uh, uh, married for uh, 15 years. Okay, congrats. Uh, That's awesome. We have, we have a son uh, whose name is, wait for it, it's Gus. No, oh for real? Gosh. That's amazing. We don't know too many yeah. other Gus's. Is that his full name? I, uh, yep. Okay. Oh yeah, awesome. We just went. We just went with Gus, and That's it was kind of funny. We we were coming up. We were trying to come up with names, and uh, Gus was the only name that neither of us could uh, think of anybody that we didn't like that had that name. Aww. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. one. You know. Yeah. 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 What's his um, middle name? Uh, Bernard, which is my dad. Or, oh, cute. Uh, yeah, Bernard, which is my dad's name, and my wife's grandpa's name. Oh, so. perfect. Yeah, that sounds that sounds yeah. Gus Bernard. That sounds yeah. very like smart it or something. does i love yeah. that yeah yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. sweet it's like it's like a cute little kid name and like a cute yes, old man name that's exactly and what we figures thought. it out in the middle so yep. yeah yep. yeah that's exactly right <laughs> perfect yeah, that's dope dude good for you man i'm yeah. happy for you for well, sure you, so he's what and he's how old is he 
He is uh, 10 years old. 10. And okay. uh, yeah, we were, I was actually like driving very fast through the streets of Janesville because we were coming back from his swim practice. Oh, and it okay. was like 8.15. I'm like, I got to get oh. home, buddy. <laughs> I got this podcast. It's, yeah. it's the best. Yeah. What did you call it? The greatest podcast? Yeah, fishing of podcast time. of all? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's that. Yeah, for sure. So tell me again, so, yeah, how he, did you, um, sorry. No, no, keep going. Tell keep us, us a lot, Gus. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a dope little dude. He does swimming and uh, taekwondo. Oh, so, cool. you know, that, that keeps us busy four nights a week. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I've talked to so many people, like I am so into fishing, obviously yeah. that, you know, my, my wife does not like to go fishing with me. Cause she's like, you are too intense. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. Lola's staring so, at me right now. Just yeah. so you know, <laughs> I, don't, I, I think she's I just telling like telling me like, I can't relate to what I he's can't. saying. I can't. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, take it but, down uh, a notch. <laughs> So I would, uh, I'd always talk to these people that they're like, oh, I just, I can't stand fishing because my dad would like force me on the boat for 12 hours at a time. And so, so I've probably shied away from taking him fishing because I'm afraid of of that. We'll we'll get out, we'll get out and catch some bluegills and and crappies and stuff like that. And, but it's, it's funny. Like we'll get out there and an hour in, he's looking at me like. So, so how long are we going to be out here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, buddy, we'll be out here for a little while. So he'll sit down and like read a book or. Oh, he's so <laughs> sweet. That's awesome. Have a snack or. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. Snacks. Uh, All about the snacks. Snacks um, are big. Just, just fiddle around the boat and stuff like that. So, so yeah, he, he'll get out and, and fish with me a little bit. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And um, I, I've worked for the city of Janesville uh, as a chemist biologist uh, for close to 20 years now. Wow. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I went to school in, uh, Stevens point. Okay. Uh, got my degree, uh, chemistry degree there and, uh, yeah, started working for the city almost right out of, right out of college. I worked wow. up in Covan or up in uh, Madison at Covance labs Okay. Yeah. Uh, for about a year. And then, yeah, I've been, been with the city and it's, it's such, such a good gig, man, for, for what I'm doing. Cause good. the hour, the hours are, I, I work six to two thirty. I mean, I can get out in the afternoons. I can flex my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was so, gonna ask what you what you do for a living. I, I personally, I don't think I know any chemists. So yeah, now you do. <laughs> that, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. How is um? So you're in Janesville, which for anybody yep. not looking at a map is kind of southern Wisconsin, like very uh, southern, pretty southern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're what thirty minutes, forty minutes from the Illinois border. About 15 probably. Yeah. Oh, is it because that? Yeah, you're right. I guess it is. Because yeah. you took the highway like right there. there. Yeah, my yeah. dad yeah, lives you can in South Dakota, which is right there. Yeah, um, which is yep. not very far from you. But um, how is the muskie fishing in southern Wisconsin? Because, you know, you hear about muskie and you hear about Wisconsin and anybody who knows anything automatically starts thinking like Hayward region and north of there, mm-hmm. um, which obviously isn't the only place to catch them. But how is how is it where you are? You know, it's, it's pretty good. You've got the Madison chain right there. Wabisa and Nona are good lakes. Although like this year for whatever, I've got a bunch of buddies that are guides out there. Yeah. They and, get fished uh, hard, I, don't I they? They do, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely Metro water, so it gets hit pretty hard. But then you've got, when you go over to Southeast uh, Wisconsin, you've got Pewaukee, mm-hmm. Okauchee. Um, you've got a couple lakes over there. So there's not a ton. I, I probably, I spend more time either shooting up north or i mean i i fished let's see so far this year i fished iowa uh illinois ohio 
Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, and Ontario. Holy shit. So like moly, not dude. a lot of places. The mad chain is 45 minutes away, but I've probably been on it twice this year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, but there's something to be said too about the long road trip and like going somewhere yeah. are, are all the places oh, yeah. you've been to new for you or had you been to them before? Uh, most of them this year I'd been to before, okay. you know, and it's, it's, it's funny, you know, um, being in the muskie, I guess in the muskie industry, my father-in-law owned chaos tackle. Um, what? So he, he owned chaos. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa, dude. The Medusa is my absolute jam. I'll take Medusas oh, right on, over man. bulldogs every day. That's like my that's absolute the right jam. Answer, though. Cool. Especially the mini, <laughs> the mini white Medusa. Like I, I swear anytime I throw that, I'm just waiting to catch fish. It's not like I hope like I, I yeah, you know, dude, that's crazy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, that's one of the first muskie baits you ever showed me, Jordan. Like in your garage, like years and years ago. The Medusa? Like, th- yeah, you're like, this is a musky bait. I'm like, a what? A what? And it's got the <laughs> tentacles all coming off. Yeah, that thing's so cool. It is a it so, is a really cool bait. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack your uh, interview here. And, okay, go. Uh, so <laughs> so I actually worked at Gander Mountain, which I know you guys did as well. Sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah which one were you at? Was there, is there uh, one in Janesville? There used to be one in James. Okay. So it's closed down now. But yeah, I worked there from like 2000 to 2011 uh, oh. in the fishing department. Okay. Uh, I was, you know, part time while I was going to college and then after college and all that stuff, I was part time. But I, I loved obviously the discount. Yeah. And, and just being able to talk to people about fishing. And uh, in 2011, my father in law said, Hey, you know, we were just starting to get into musky fishing. He's like, Do you want to start making bucktails? So I was like, absolutely, let's do it. Sure. Yeah. And he, uh, we started Esox Assault Tackle, uh, just making bucktails. And he was a roofer and cider down in northern Illinois. And so he was doing that. And we were going to the Muskie Expos and making bucktails. And, you know, there's countless hours just spent in the living room you know, making all the components and I would send them to him sure. and he would do the finish, finish work. That's cool. So a- after a couple of years of doing that, he started talking to a gentleman named Jason Summers, who is the originator of the Medusa and okay. chaos tackle yeah. from Minnesota, uh, purchased chaos tackle from him. And we made chaos tackle, the umbrella that everything else went under. Oh, cool. uh, after that, he bought custom X crankbaits. After that, he bought big mama topwaters. Uh, he just started dude, acquiring. Wait, 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 wait. Big mama's a part of like chaos stuff now. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't really been a part of like the super into the musky scene for a long time, but like I'm looking sure. at a big mama on a musky rig right now, like with my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, a big, <laughs> a, just the filthiest topwater bait, dude. I yeah. love that thing. And it's the ugliest fire tiger. And it's not that ugly. I just don't really like fire tiger, but it just works. So I use it anyway. Yeah. But uh, wow, this is keep going. I'm sorry. This is just really cool to hear all this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so let's see big mama topwater, shum shum glide baits, which, which was, uh, a Kentucky gentleman, uh, had those glide baits, okay. uh, Kodiak dive and rise and glide baits. Um, so yeah, he just, he just started acquiring all these sort of little, like smaller boutique, I would call them companies. And so that we, we had a little bit of everything. Sure. Yeah, um, you, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know who Lee Talkin is, um, Lee Lures? Lee Lures, he's yeah. like, he's one of these guys that I used to watch on TV. Sure. And now he's like a buddy that I just like go over to his house. Oh, wow. Like, it, it's it's Aww. wild. 
Where, where is he? He's, so cool. he's Wisconsin based too. Yeah. 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 He's up in, uh, he's up by Madison. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he was always making top waters and he was crushing it early on when top waters were the thing in musky fishing. Okay. Well then all of a sudden there was this like change over to bucktails for a couple of years mm-hmm. and you know, musky fishing has these cycles where like gliders will be hot yeah, for a year yeah. or two. Bass does that too. So, yeah, sure. Yep. So Rick is looking at this going, we need to have a little bit of everything so that when what's hot this year isn't next year, we got something else to sell everybody. Smart. Yeah. Smart dude. Um, so yeah, we, we did that and I would, I would help him as much as I could with all, all of that. You know, we did all the expos every year. Um, and we just sold it April of 22. It would have been, wow. Uh, huh. but I, I stayed on working with the, uh, the new owners sort of as like content creation, um, for chaos tackle and still work with them pretty closely. So, wow, dude, that's how I ended up here. Kind of, <laughs> that's a really cool, that's a cool, so cool deal for sure. So yeah, did he sell awesome. them to like a, a human or was it like an investment group or what did that look like? So yeah, it's, uh, the gentleman's name is, uh, Vince DeMart. Um, he's, a, he's an outdoorsman. He's a fisherman. He was not a musky fisherman. Huh. So he's trying to figure this stuff out. And actually he went down to Iowa and fished with, uh, Jonasy. Okay. And I remember him coming back and he's like, Brian, I, I had a 45 eat my bait at the boat yeah. and I screwed it up. I messed it up, but I, I get what you guys are talking about now. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I always tell people when I'm trying to describe musky fishing, um, and I'm not on your level, I'm not on Jonas's level. I'm certainly not on our, our, I, I'll call him a friend now, Pete Mayna's level. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not on this, you know, like Pete's that dude who's just, straight up Rushmore of all freshwater mm. fishing. He's got to be on there. No, nobody's been oh, yeah. more influential in musky than that feller, but, um, I don't have that knowledge, but like, you know, I've caught a good, a good few of them. And, uh, I always, when I try to describe musky fishing to people, um, I say, just imagine that you're fishing all day long and your wrists are tired. Your back is tired. If you're, if it's like fall and you're throwing heavy rubber baits, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're just sore from just chucking and winding. Unless you're me and you catch them on the wrong thing. Yeah. Unless you're Lola and you catch three <laughs> during a bass tournament and she makes it look easy on a, on a chatter uh-huh. bait, but whatever. Um, I was, I would, like when Nate and I worked at Gander, I'd always hear those stories that like, cause I think that's when I got really into musky fishing with my friend Kelly, he and I would go out like crazy. I mean, re into musky fishing. Um, mm-hmm. And we'd hear those stories like, oh, yeah, I caught a 51 down at um, Lake George on a crappie jig. And I'm like, leave the store. Like, just <laughs> yeah. just go away. Like, I'm not trying to hear you. I was, I was out on that same lake last week, dust to dawn, just top water till my hands hurt. But anyway, you know, like you tell somebody like you're fishing all day long and not getting mm-hmm. a ton of whatever. And then you get a follow, you go into a figure eight and you have a 50 inch angry piece of muscle with giant pokey teeth bite your lure next to the boat while you have three feet of line out and then it's like okay now what the crap do we do and the thing starts thrashing and it's splashing and do you hit the button do you not hit the button do you get your is your net guy ready you know it's just the absolute beautiful scary chaos that is musky fishing is like a drug Mm -hmm. it is just so freaking fun and addicting it yeah oh yeah do you yeah, always absolutely. go with someone else when you go musky fishing? Is that normal to like have a, is it a co-angler? Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I just mean, mean I... like, do you, you can't really like net them yourself, <laughs> You can, but right? it is not an easy deal. Yeah. 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 Musky fishing by yourself is, it's just, you know, a lot of guys will do it. And I just, I'm mm. not built for that, man. Yeah, I, it's... I, I've got to have somebody that I'm talking to and yeah. 
it's just it's so much easier once you hook up a fish to right. have somebody that you trust as a net man. Yep. I mean, it, I call it a team sport. I mean, must be really love it. Is. Yep. Thousand percent a team sport. You know, when when we're up in Canada and I usually do two weeks a year up on Eagle Lake and that's, you know, 16 hour days, seven, eight days in a row. And, you know, you're you're going to hook up a 50 or a 52 and you got to trust the guy in the boat to not botch it for you. I mean, you know, yeah. stuff happens, but, um, yeah, it is. And, and at the end of the day, if, if we come back and I didn't catch something, but my buddy caught a 48 and a 46, yeah, I am just happy as a clam. Same. I love it. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I actually, I know some folks who maybe wouldn't say it on a podcast, but some people who are pretty big into musky fishing who will mm. say that, uh, musky fishing solo is borderline irresponsible. Mm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the, the muskies are, I mean, you know this more than I know this, but like their physiology, when they get worked up and stressed out, they release that lactic acid into their bodies. And so yeah. if you're ending up having to fight that thing longer than you have to, if you had a homie with who could net it, or if you fight it longer than you have to and it exhausts itself literally to death versus, mm. you know, get it in a net, leave it in the water, get the hook out, picture, measure, gone. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. a, it, it's a totally different ball. I mean, it's, it's awkward as all get out trying to freaking net a nice bass by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, then oh, yeah. take that 20 inches and multiply it by two and a half or whatever. And yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, you can musky fish solo, but it's, it's difficult. And like some people I know would say probably almost irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So Well, it's funny too. I, I've, I've got a couple of videos like, on like reels on Instagram where, Every now and again, one will catch fire and it'll get like a couple hundred thousand views. Sure. So you start getting all these comments from, because there's only so, I mean, musky fishing is such a small niche of, of sure. the fishing world. Mm-hmm. But you get these people are like, I, I mean, I, my goal is to capture the fish. If it's a two second fight, don't care. Yeah, I hooked absolutely. it, it's in the net. Yeah. The longer it's out in the water, the more chance it has to shake the hook. I yeah. want it in the net right away. Yeah. And there's so many people like, oh, muskies don't fight at all. Or, oh, you know, oh, that's that's such a such a short fight for such a big fish. And I'm just like, you guys don't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, you don't get it. Yeah, just the way you worded that shows me that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's about capturing the fish. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, if, if, if I, if the fish comes in on the figure eight and I'm working it and my buddy like slowly puts his rod down and starts going towards the net and I hook it and he scoops it within like a second. Great. That's awesome. I'm, I'm just as happy with that as I am with a 15, 20, 30 second fight, peel and drag, all that stuff. It's, it's all amazing, but the end goal musky, musky in the bag. And, uh, especially for filming too, you know, um, yeah, I just, I want that fish captured get a picture, get some video, let it go and uh, move on to the next one. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Well put dude. Well put. Hey, let's go to, let's go to taco questions. Ooh, Nate, you're up. Okay. Uh, yeah. What was the, what was the last taco that you made? Uh, or the had last, rather, I guess, the, I guess last taco you had last the taco last to go one. into your mouth. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The last one I had was, uh, up in the Madison area and it was, uh, like a street taco, okay. uh, shrimp, Ooh, corn tortilla. Okay, doubled or single? Um, uh, single. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lots. So this is controversial. Uh, uh, I I'm one of the I'm one of the people that cilantro to me tastes like soap. Mm, it does I was that itself. person I for a really a long level, time. Yeah, yeah, but with stuff. Like, anyway, and I've, keep going. I've heard I've I've heard it's a genetic genetic thing. Like you yep. can people that can roll their tongue or can't. Like I'm just I'm one of those people where uh, <laughs> it's just soapy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, but so I'm, I'm looking at this taco and I'm like, mm, it's a lot of cilantro on there. And, but I was like, I'm rolling with it, ate it. And I don't know what was in it, but the cilantro just went with everything. Didn't okay. give me that funky taste. Oh, and, right. and it was, it was so good. Um, okay. so yeah, that was, that was the last one I had. I love it. What else was on it? Do you remember? Well, you know, it was a pretty simple one. I think I threw a little salsa verde on there. Okay. Um, but it was mostly just, it was just like shrimp, some onions in there and, and the cilantro. Yeah. So that sounds yeah. dope to me. Not to Nate. Nate hates really good, onion, yeah. but. Oh. <laughs> everything else was, was about perfect yeah do you remember the name of the, the spot that you had those yeah oh gosh uh it's uh azteca taqueria maybe okay i mean that sounds Something legit like that. yeah it does yeah, yeah, it's not, it's yeah. All about that. yeah shout out azteca taqueria yeah <laughs> so what's one of the best tacos you've ever had dang that's a big mm. question best tacos i've ever had so there's a little joint in uh, Beloit called uh, Trucked, T-R-U-K-T, and they do they do street tacos. Um, Is it a food truck kinds. or is it an actual restaurant? So it's an actual restaurant, but okay. yeah, the name of it's, I, I don't know what it means. I don't know what's going on okay. with it. Because yeah. I, I had to say, <laughs> my wife told me about it, and I'm like, wait, like a truck? And she goes, no, it's just called Trucked, mm. T-R-U-K-T. Interesting. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was a, gosh, it was a Korean beef taco with um um, with kimchi on it whoa yum it was so good yeah oh Mm. yeah again though yeah there's no rules right tacos can be whatever that sounds dope actually it was really good yeah i like it so to you i know you just said cilantro isn't your jam Mm. but like what can ruin a taco because would you say cilantro could, but you also said I, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. But I've also had a couple where I'm like, Ooh boy, mm. I just, I got the stem or something here. Something I got, like I got some Dawn <laughs> drizzled on here. Yeah. And it, yeah, usually it's so small. You can't just like pull it off real easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like I told it. Him you got to get rid of those stems. I told you. Yeah. You yeah. did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so do you, uh, do you like to cook or? Or is that something just your wife does mostly? Or so I'm sort of the typical like I dude cook I call it like the I get the grill out. I mean we're grilling. I don't care if it's July or December. It could be 100 or negative 20 out. I will get the Weber out and yep, my dude get those get those coals going. I'm a charcoal guy, man. Okay, got to have my charcoal and uh, so yeah that uh, fish fries. Uh, I can, I can stumble my way through the kitchen, make some breakfast and stuff like that. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, my wife does most of the cooking I, I would say, but, uh, I, I can do a little bit. So I was going to, I was going to tell you my, my, my move when we make tacos here okay. is we'll get the, uh, corn shells made up and, you know, get them warmed up in the oven. Mm. We'll have some flour tortillas and we'll get the, uh, uh, the refried bre- beans. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll lay out the flour the tortilla. Oh, the double decker action, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use the, uh, use the yeah, beans I knew like you were paste. Going with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. That's smart. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my move at home. And, and I mean, I, I, I deer hunt a little bit. So uh, we've usually got some uh, some deer burger, uh, you know, mixed nice. with some nice. some pork and stuff. And that's that's what we use for most of our burger. That's what we make our, our taco meat with. And, you know, just, just nice and simple. Hit it with some lettuce and cheese and some jalapenos on top maybe. And. And go to town. Okay. Are you a spicy guy? You like spicy stuff? I do like spicy stuff, yeah. Okay. Yep. 
All right. Um, yep. like, I, who did I ask? I think I asked Luke Duncan this. Do you think it's weird that we as men do this thing where like we're more manly if we like spicier food? Uh, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, like there's a point where I'm like, okay, that tastes really good and it's 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 hot. Like, okay, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yes. But the, it, it, there comes a point where it's like, oh, you're just doing this to like show off. Yes. Yeah, it's Question not about mark, flavor anymore. Yeah, not, like yeah. it's going in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't it taste good? Mm-hmm. Should it taste good at least? <laughs> Isn't that sort of how this whole thing works? Right. Yeah, right. dude. Yeah. Uh, Brian, let me ask you a silly question. Do you do mm-hmm. you buy into, do you care about the whole idea of like authentic? I mean, you just said you had like Korean beef with kimchi tacos, so that's not really mm-hmm. like Mexican tacos, but, really, but right. what is authentic? Well, that's kind of the question in it. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Were yeah. we watching, sorry to jump in on this, jump but like, on it. we were watching Taco Chronicles mm-hmm. and what did that guy say? He said they're authentic to the region where yeah, they're he at. Did say, like, it's not just Mexico. Like right. it might be an authentic New York taco. Yeah, because he, he was talking about Tex-Mex, I think, too. Yeah. About how like oh, Tex-Mex right. is sort yeah. of like a blending of different cultures, but he's like, but it's authentically Tex-Mex, so that's okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, what do you think of no, that? No, uh, it gets to be a little pretentious, I suppose. Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> you know, yes, it is. You know, I, I, like you said, it, if somebody's making something and it's good, I mean, I, I'm going to roll with it, man. You know, I'm tacos to me is like pizza. Like, mm-hmm. there's really good ones and there's sort of good ones. I've sure. never really run across a bad one, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never met a taco I didn't like. That's right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> do you do anything weird with tacos when you make them? I guess you said the double decker thing, but that's not weird. I think yeah. that's cool. Maybe that's a yeah. little different. We saw. Okay, so Nate sent me this reel of oh this my lady gosh. That was like oh hard to watch. that made a taco <laughs> and she boiled shrimp. Yeah, did not season them. Did not put mayo mayonnaise uh, mayonnaise <laughs> on the tortilla. Yeah, put the shrimp with no seasoning on. Put shredded, shredded cheese and shredded lettuce. Yeah. What you Man, doing? That's some white people. That is, uh, you know? that's, what, that's what the guy in the video says, too. <laughs> it's like, this is the whitest woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And she says, she takes She's a like, bite. She goes, Man, that mayo really makes it pop. Oh, my God. Like, and then she went and put more mayo on top she of did. it. Did she really? Yes. Oh, my God. I couldn't yeah. keep watching it. it that was so to horrible. me, I was like, that's, that's a weird one. That's a very. Yeah, ultra Norwegian or something. I don't something. Know. Get out of the kitchen, Susan. <laughs> I know. You've, uh, yeah. you, you've overstayed your welcome. Yeah. Do you do anything weird? I saw. I saw a video, or not a video, but I saw a photo one time that it was. Um, what the heck was it? It was like carne asada or something tacos, but they topped it with pickles, like long strips oh. of pickles. I wonder if that'd be good though. I know. I thought that too. Because if it's like. If it's like barbecue, but yeah. like in a tortilla. Yeah, because like long strips of pickles are really dope on like Chicago style hot dogs with like peppers and right. all that other crap. Like, I don't know. Maybe. So do you do anything <laughs> weird, Brian, with tacos? Do you have any weird <sighs> toppings? Nothing really weird. I mean, probably the weirdest thing, and this isn't even that weird. It's just we, we'll we'll make up the all the fixings for tacos, but maybe we don't have shells or something. So we'll just throw some tor- or tostitos on a plate and just throw the yep. stuff on top of it yep. and eat it as nachos yeah, that's not weird at all but, that's, uh, i love so that. that's not weird <laughs> oh, i think that's awesome yeah, that's yeah, what i do that. sometimes yeah. i prefer that yeah there's a while like there, a taco yeah. salad that's all or... wanted was nachos like yeah. i didn't even yeah you just wanted nacho everything nacho everything yeah for sure 
All right, let's, so just a de- deconstructed taco. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. exactly what it is. It's like it's like when you go to like build something and there's like the exploded diagram. It's just an exploded yep. mm-hmm. taco onto yeah. A, yeah onto a bed of <laughs> chips. All right, let's go. Let's move into the rapid fire. Let's go to the best oh, ever. Man. Put okay. on put on your. I wish I had like some music right now, like some like segue music. What would it be like? You I don't know. Do so maybe play that play that thing again real quick. Uh, the scary one. Oh yeah. That Best ever <laughs> question. But it's not like we're talking about like Halloween. Like, what was the spookiest ghost? You, you know, we're not doing that. But I don't I know. Like I just had. Like, I just hey, whatever. So, best ever questions. We're just gonna rotate, okay. and you can't put too much thought into it. Um, Got it. And you can't take too much of an explanation. Basically, just fire off an answer. It's so hard. I want to okay. know more. Here we go. All right. All right. Best ever movie. National Treasure. Best wow. ever lake to musky fish. Eagle Lake, Ontario. Wow. All right. Best ever candy. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Reese's Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yum. Good choice. Solid. Best ever drink of any kind. Mm, Just a good, solid margarita. All right. Mm. Okay. Best ever band or musical act. Best ever. Uh, Soul Coughing. Huh. Uh, Best ever road trip snack. Uh, beef jerky. Mm, good good <laughs> call. Yeah. Best ever boat. Crestliner Fishhawk 1850 with a 200 Suzuki on it. Dang, oh my specific. gosh. And good That's choice. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crestliners are sick. They're <laughs> so slept Best ever TV show. Fringe. Mm, mm. Wow. Yeah, I remember that show. Uh, best ever. Well, you just said mine, so we'll change it up. Best ever or best boat electronic, like not a trolling motor, but something huh. specific. Talons, spot lock, live scope. I'm gonna go with the depth raider uh, for trolling salmon on Lake Michigan. Whoa! Okay, mm. unexpected. Best ever musky lure. Best ever. Oh boy. It's got to be a mid Medusa. I was say you got to say Medusa. <laughs> you have to. Medusa. You're like obligated, and they are so dope, dude. Yeah. Um, best ever taco. Was it that Korean one? I mean, you can say something it's, else. Yeah, it's got to be that Korean one. Okay. That's so good. Yeah. All right. Best ever deodorant. <laughs> uh, I'm. You know what? It's Old Spice. Yeah, Old Spice is pretty yeah. dope, dude. Yeah. It yeah. Is, yeah. It lasts. It smells <laughs> real it nice. Smell good. Uh, best ever holiday. Northern Wisconsin musky opener. Ooh, well played, dude. Well played. Oh, my gosh. That was really good. Um, best ever podcast. Is this a Best question? ever podcast. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, boy. You know what? I listened to the Adam Carolla show okay, for yeah. so long. Yeah. I mean, Rogan, Rogan is obviously right up there, but yeah, uh, yeah. Corolla show for a long time was my my go to. Okay. Okay, and last one, best ever boy band. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
NSYNC. Yes, oh, yes. Oh. That was the right answer. I was kind of hoping with your age, because you and I aren't that far off from each other, I was kind of yeah. hoping that you were going to say like New Kids on the Block or something, mm. something sort oh, of like okay. old school. You know, NSYNC is better, so. I don't know, yeah. dude. No. New Kids, man? <laughs> no. We're hanging tough, which is New so kids funny. Still, back in the day. Yeah, the funniest thing about that band <laughs> was they had that still song, dope. Hanging Tough, where they were acting like they're tough. I'm like, you're a bunch of dudes in a boy band. You're not tough. Right. You're the exact opposite <laughs> of tough. <laughs> But it was also the 80s when, like, Poison and Motley Crue and all those bands were trying to act tough. I'm like, you're wearing Mm -hmm. women's pants and you're wearing makeup. You're not tough. You don't scare anyone. Oh, my God. For corn's sake. (laughs) All right. Um yeah, I don't know, but all right. So, podcast questions. We so, so yes. you you listen to podcasts. We want to get your insight on on what okay. makes a good podcast, and then you know maybe we'll we'll change and up our game based on it. But yeah, yeah. to you, what is it about a podcast that makes it really sustainably good? Is it the hosts? Is it the audio quality? Is it more about the guests? What do you think? I mean, audio quality has got to be good. I mean, it's it's this. I run into the same thing with uh making youtube videos sure, is, yeah. uh, I, you know i found out early on that you can have a spectacular video with crummy audio and nobody's going to watch it yeah. you can have a so-so video with a really good audio quality and it's going to perform so much better mm-hmm. so Definitely. i mean that's that's obviously a, a it's got to get hit on um you know, and I so I listened to the Luke Duncan podcast where you guys were talking about this, and and I'm sitting there going, yeah, 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 because he was talking about Rogan, and how he just is such a good interviewer, mm-hmm. and I love the long form podcasts with him and like Jordan Peterson or Randall yeah. Carlson or yeah, yeah. you know th- those type of, of podcasts, the long form stuff where mm-hmm. it's you know where it's just conversational. You're just you're talking about anything and everything, and I just I find those really really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, well put. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. So if uh, if you're if you're going to try a new podcast, what what is it that kind of hooks you or 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 makes you want to listen to the next episode? Mm. You know, a lot of times it'll be it'll be it'll be the uh, guest. A lot okay. of times, you know, I'll I'll sort of poke around and you know there's so many podcasts and it's, uh, i i would i would try to listen to all of corollas and i was trying to listen to all of rogan's and it's like there's only so many hours of the day boys um mm. but uh you know i would i would start to cherry pick and and then i started listening to some um outdoor podcasts and uh, uh you know I, I would start looking for guys in the musky industry that i know and i, yeah. would, I would just kind of want to hear them talk and, and see what was going on so um, yeah, it's definitely, if, if I see somebody that looks interesting and I want to find out more about them, that's definitely a, a factor as well. Yeah, definitely. So did you listen to the, uh, Jonasy episode of ours? Yeah. You yep. did? Yep, I did. Do you agree with his assessment? We just got done grilling you on the best ever. And we asked him uh-huh. like, what's the best musky lure ever or style of musky lure? And he said, top water is king. Uh, I know you said Medusa, but do you agree with that mm-hmm. idea that top water is king for musky? You know, that that would probably be my second choice. I, I mean, I think you can fish a Medusa from, I mean, spring, summer, fall into the winter. You can slow it down. You can speed it up. You can fish it deep. You can fish it shallow. Um, and, and, you know, there's there's obviously guys that will say, oh, the, the time to stop throwing top water is when you cast it out and it bounces off the ice. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
<laughs> I can't quite get into that. You know, once that water temp gets below like 50, I, I just, I have a hard time throwing top water, not to say it won't work, but yeah. I just, I'm a lot more comfortable going with a Medusa where I can, I can cover a bunch of different water depths and, mm-hmm. and get to different places in the water column. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, I know, man. Steve catches some fish on yeah, those weagles. Yeah, um, he the loves walk those. The dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think the the last time Nate and I went out with him, uh, Nate had a fish on on top water, and then he he threw top water until like it just didn't even it just wasn't working, and he was still throwing it. And then he went to Phantom Glide baits and absolutely mm-hmm. went to work with those. But but yeah, I think I I remember when I was maybe pretty little, um, fifteen or something. That's little. Yeah. You're so cute. I was three foot seven <laughs> when I was 15. Um, and I weighed 31 pounds. Oh, wait, and uh, I remember watching a video. It was probably Pete, honestly, but like this is back mm-hmm. when you didn't have YouTube, you know, so you watched like TNN on Saturday morning or whatever. Uh, yep. And I remember I would always, I would always be so annoyed because as a kid, my fishing journey real quick started off as like, um, musky and pike up in hayward on a yearly trip with my family and then mm-hmm. when i got older i got into bass fishing got into the bass fishing tournaments and then kind of came back to musky fishing and now i'm kind of back into bass whatever anyway when i was younger and i started off in musky fishing and i would watch like fishing shows in the morning on saturday mornings it was always bass and i was always like Ugh. like i was so annoyed mm-hmm. like i want to see a big fish i want to see a toothy fish i want to see something that scares me and uh so whenever there was one on i was just locked onto it and i'm pretty sure it was pete back when he had like the really big fluffy long hair like you know mm-hmm. way more than he has now and oh, yeah. uh i remember he was throwing a top water <clears throat> i don't remember what it was i feel like it might have been like a um how do you say it? do you say buker or buker uh, Booker. Yeah, that's what I say too, and everybody always like laughs yep. at me. But, uh, but anyway, I think it was one of his like hard, like pre whopper plopper, of course. But one of his top water baits from back in the day, whatever. Oh, the top raider. Yeah, and yeah, yep. yeah, top raider. Um, and he got a fi- he had a fish follow Pete did, and he did a figure eight like by plunging the rod under the water with the top water on. And I feel like mm-hmm. my mind almost literally exploded oh because God. I just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like emotionally prepared to see a top water lure go three feet under the water and see the tail mm-hmm. still spinning as he's doing a figure eight. You know what I'm saying? And so oh, I absolutely. think when I first had that realization, like, Holy F word, you can like go <laughs> subsurface with a top surface water lure, like Whoa. And so when Pete or when Pete, when, um, Steve said top water, that's what made me sort of agree with him is it doesn't have oh, to sure. just be top water. When you get a follow, you can, you can figure eight or, or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, underwater with it. And it's kind of exciting that way. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to, uh, sorry. I also to... like jackhammers. Yeah. They also like jackhammers <laughs> apparently. Yeah, you can, you can, don't re don't retie it. No, nope. don't uh, just throw it out yeah, there. Just keep chucking that thing yep. on, uh, on the St. Croix legend fiberglass rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have like a it. right above Lola right now in our in our podcast studio, our garage. I have the raddest old Saint Croix musky rod that was my grandpa's rod um, oh, from cool. way back when, and it's actually wood. And the Saint Croix is like hand painted on like the oh, the, wow. the shaft, like the down by the the rod grip, and it's probably what is that thing five feet long maybe yeah. and it's an absolute like pool stick i mean it's so oh, yeah. thick and it's got the old dacron line on the reel it's so rad mm-hmm. 
Super cool. Sorry, well, I'm just bringing a, that up because we're talking muskies and yeah. we're talking St. Croix no, for a second. Great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the funny thing about muskie fishing. When I started out, I mean, this is like 2000, you know, working at Gander Mountain, a a long muskie rod was like a seven-footer. Yeah, dude. Like you, you, had, you had a six-foot, a seven, and if you wanted to kind of cover both, you bought a six six and it was yeah. like a Shimano Compre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, if if you had the funds to get a Calcutta four hundred B, it's like you were balling, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know and now now we're at nine, nine six, ten yeah. foot. Yeah. Um Chaos makes a bunch of rods, they're telescopic. Um so yeah, I mean it's 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 changed so much and the the reels uh that Shimano puts out and all the other manufacturers that are, you know, they're they're saltwater reels basically that, that we're using for musky fishing because yeah. the pickup per crank is, is so much. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an expensive sport. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That, I mean, it's Steve made that joke on there. Like, you know how you, um, what did he say? How do you make a musky millionaire start with two, start with two million? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think Nate told me, didn't you say something to me, Nate, when I bought my first boat, the uh, Teener, the Triton, you said something about like, yeah, man, this is a great way to go broke or something. Yep, like, absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Cause it's never done. You're never finished working on it, but Hey, let's, let's, let's change gears there. What, uh, yeah. tell us about your rig. Are you running a Crestliner? Is that why you said that? Yeah, I do. So I've got a, a Crestliner 1750, okay. uh, with the 115 Suzuki. And I, I don't know that I'll ever own anything other than a Suzuki outboard. Wow. Um, I bought this in 2004. Okay. And I'm still rocking it. I have ne- I have never had a single problem with that outboard. Holy schmoly. From 2004? Yeah. 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 And she's still rocking and rolling, man. Dude, they're coming up in the I bass mean, game, too. Like, there's some pros yeah. rocking that now. Like, Brandon Card runs a 250. Dean Rojas runs a Suzuki 250. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so yeah, this my rig has it's, been with me for a long time, man. Um, I, you know, I just run a, a Minn Kota, uh, 80 pound thrust, uh, off the front. Um, I've got two, uh, like gen one helix 12 hummingbirds, okay, yep. um, that I'm running. And I mean, that's about it. I, I mean, and then all the cameras and everything for, for filming the course, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, and I've got it on a roller trailer, so I can, oh, sure. I mean, I can dump it in a little puddle in northern Wisconsin right. and get it back out, uh, or I can go to Lake Michigan and auto Racine and shoot out 12 miles and go trolling for salmon uh, and everything in between in this rig. So it's huh. it's been really good to me. That's awesome. What were you going to say, yeah, Nate? That is, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, Suzuki was, was doing four-stroke back then too, right? So yeah, yep, a four-stroke, four. yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they were definitely ahead They've of the game. I don't know why they're not time. bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have been doing yeah, that's it quite a, good, a while. That's a good question, yeah. But I've, mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but, but good things about their reliability. So Yeah, I yep. haven't heard. Like, I, I was actually looking, because um, on our rig, Brian, on me and Lola's bass rig, mm-hmm. we have a um, a 2019 Evinrude um, okay. 250, um, the G2, like the the kind of crazy looking squared off one. Yep. Um, and we've just kind of figured out what was going on with it, but it was always running weird. And so I was always kind of researching other motors, like what is wrong with this thing. Um, and I was looking at those Suzuki, um, the 250 SS or whatever they call that one. Uh-huh. And like, uh-huh. dude, there are no 
like service, like, um, not service calls, but there's no like, um, recalls on them ever. Yep. Um, the service records on them are like next to nothing. I, the only negative I saw, and it probably doesn't matter as much to you, um, for what mm-hmm. you're doing. Um, but I did see on like a boat like ours, um, people, they're not as fast as like the mm-hmm. top end. Sure. Like I'm, some I'm okay with some, that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lola does not like going 72 in a bass boat. I do not. <laughs> but, uh, do you go 72 in your boat? Brian? Oh, this the sucker, if uh I think the loaded down with two guys, I get like thirty eight okay. out of it. So that's perfect. I mean, you know, it, Lola's it's, like, You want to trade? You know? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I would take that any day. I mean, like when when I'm up on Eagle Lake, which is, you know, you're looking at sixty eight thousand acres. Huge, yeah. Um I, I'm usually running like four thousand RPM going 28 30 miles an hour just you know get it up on plane just enough to go sure. unless we're trying to like outrun a storm or something like that okay. just yeah. but that yeah sounds yeah, so no, nice it's... just cruising <laughs> yeah <laughs> just cruising baby. Yeah. Yeah. do you have a uh, do you run shallow water anchors at all or no uh nope you don't okay nope. nope i know some musky guys do some don't i didn't know where oh, you yeah. were on that yeah for sure yeah yeah i love i love having spot lock that was like the Dude, best spot thing lock is the best ever yeah spot lock ever. Is legit. yeah yeah yep yeah. yep I think one of my favorite you know, things you know, for... You know what's better than spot lock, though? Uh-oh. What's that? Having it, not having it, and then getting it back. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Nate, yeah, Nate's that, had some that, trolling motor issues. It, that makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about, like, spot lock and, um, like, I have talons in the back of my boat. Nate has power mm-hmm. poles on his. As I remember when I first got these things in my boat, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be such a better angler. And I think like the most used thing I do with them, I do use them for actual fishing too, but mm-hmm. uh, it's like if I break off, it's so nice putting down the talons or hitting spot lock and being able to retie real quick and not worry about floating oh, yeah. away. Or if I'm trying to like grab a snack real quick. Or if Lola has to pee <laughs> and I got to like nose into the bank or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all these practical uses for it too, outside of even just fishing. You know, that's so nice. Oh yeah. Like, some of the technology just makes your life yeah it makes it easier so, for sure i i use spotlock all the time like when we're fishing a weed edge and we, we yeah. get a fish i'll just put on spotlock yep. so that's i know we, we when we start back up we haven't floated off the spot or yep. you know up on you know any of those shield lakes up north you know rocks are you know you're usually fishing pretty close to them mm-hmm. and the wind is rolling sometimes yeah so it's nice when you get a fish you can just deal with the fish have it on spotlock not have to worry about getting blown in the rocks so, yeah, we use it for that a lot. Oh, it's smart for sure, dude. Hey, so different perspective you'll probably be able to mm-hmm. give us on this. Um, in the bass fishing world, there is a storm of brewing about oh, yeah. front-facing sonar, forward-facing sonar, live scope, active target, uh, mega live, as Humminbird calls it. And I know in a lot of musky tournaments, it's not even allowed. Like, you're not even allowed to yep. have the transducer on your trolling motor shaft. What's your view on all that? Well, so the PMTT was the tournament trail that, that actually they pulled it in the middle of the season, which I thought was not the right move. Yeah, that seems, uh, you oh, know, they did if, that mid-season? That seems crazy. Oh, they did it mid-season. Oh, yeah. whoa, that's uh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Not, huh. Yeah, like if you want to get rid of it, fine, but yeah. do it after the mm-hmm. season's done. Huh. Um, but yeah, there is uh, there's a lot. If you go on Facebook, there's a lot of controversy. You know, guys just... You know, they'll call it sniping. Oh, he just went out and he was sniping muskies. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, if the te- technology is there, I, you know, go for it. I, I, I just, for me, it wouldn't be fun. Like there's just something about 
hitting a weed edge and mm-hmm. just casting and sure. seeing if you can catch one. I mean, and obviously I've got like side scan you can see fish on it every now and again, but, um, you know, I've, I've not fished with, with the, uh, um, like pan optics or the mm-hmm. live scope yeah. uh, a ton, but I've got a buddy that, that guides a little bit on Pewaukee and we went out, uh, took his rig out to Lake Michigan and we were, uh, uh, jigging for lake trout like in January and he put it like in the downward perspective so he could, he could yeah. see both of our our uh, uh, spoons. Mm-hmm. And he said the biggest thing is just being able to see how the fish react yeah. to what you're doing. It's not even finding them um, because, you know, I, there's all sorts of fish everywhere all the time. And, you know, you still have to make a bite. Yeah. Uh, and but Colin was telling me, he's like, man, it's just it's being able to see when you when you snap that spoon up don't keep doing it if a fish is coming up because having it sit there for that split second is when they hit it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can really learn a lot about the fish's fish, behavior and, yeah. and activity. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome technology. Obviously it's, it's amazing. It's, it's the type of technology we always made fun of, you know, when, you know, grandpa scape was taking us out on the Madison chain and he had his little fish ID on and it yeah, had a little, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's making a little blurpy <laughs> sounds or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I would always look at it and go, wouldn't it be really cool if those little fish icons were actually, it could tell you what the fish were. Right. And like, now you can you look at can. the outline of the fish and you're like, well, that's either obviously a pike or a muskie or that's a walleye or that's a bass. That's so bizarre. it's, it's, it's so weird that it's gotten to that point, but yeah. it's, it's really kind of cool yeah. uh, to see it too. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it is different for muskies. Cause like with bass, mm-hmm. A lot of times you don't, you know, you don't see that it's a, a shape so much. You, you can see like different colors based on the density and you can see it moving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's obviously it's alive, but yep. with a muskie on, didn't, wait, Nate, didn't you see one of your muskies hit on live scope? Yeah. Yeah. It was the first fish I think I ever caught. Yeah. The first muskie you ever caught. Yeah. And oh, it was your cool, first muskie too, yeah, right? <laughs> no, it was, it was the, it was the second muskie oh, okay. I ever caught. Okay. So I caught one like a couple seasons before, but okay. yeah, it was this spring. Oh, that's yeah, right. This uh... spring when I was, when I was out, uh, you know, just had just got the live scope set up. was just, uh, you know, kind of figuring out how to use it and mm-hmm. watching videos and how to dial it in. And I started throwing a jerk bait and I watch it go kind of right towards the bottom and I could just see it. And I was twitching it just off the bottom and, all of a sudden it just like disappeared as like this dark shadow came up behind it. And <laughs> it's dark it was, shadow. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that a good timing for that? That or? was good. You, okay, you were excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, I was, I was pumped about it for sure. And I also see in your videos, uh, Brian, <laughs> you, you use a Tranks quite a bit. The Shimano Tranks. Is that your go-to oh, reel? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've got two 500s and two 400s, okay. and uh, the 500s are for sure my go-to for, you know, big bladed bucktails, nines, tens, uh, big rubber baits, uh, that sort of thing. And then I'll I use the 400s for you know smaller bucktails, smaller topwaters, glide baits, um, and and those baits. Okay, yeah, they're dope yeah. for sure. Yeah, what's what's your oh, yeah. what's your uh, uh, preferred rod? What I mean, obviously it's like, it's like bass fishing, different lengths, different actions for different presentations, yep. but is there like a, a couple that you really like? So I working at Gander Mountain, I had, uh, I, I took advantage of the St. Croix discount okay. a lot. So yeah. I, you know, I, my first musky rods were a lot of the St. Croix, uh, legend tournament, the blue blank rods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Rick, 
uh, somewhere along the way, uh, said, we're going to start chaos tackles, going to start making musky rods. And I was a little skeptical because I was thinking, oh man, I've got all these nice St. Croix, you know, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> but you know, I started using them and, and actually, you know, I, and I've got a ton of St. Croix. I use them for every other species of fish from walleye to bass, uh-huh. panfish, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I really do. And I'm not just saying it because they're cast tackle, but I really do like the cast tackle rods, the assault sticks, we call them, mm-hmm. because it's a moderate fast action instead of a fast action. Okay, yeah. Uh, which, you know, I mean, that's that's St. Croix's thing. They were always fast action, extra fast. That's kind of what sure. they built the popularity on. But for, for musky fishing, what I found out is you get these, you know, obviously giant fish with these big swinging head shakes. Yeah. And when your your rod is loaded up, if it's a fast action rod there's less of a load on it. So when, when you get a little bit of slack, yeah. that rod comes back to comes, straight yep, for yep. just that split second. Whereas if you've got a moderate fast action rod and it's bent over a little bit more, yeah, you get a little more bend and it keeps the tension. You get a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think that right there, um, I mean, we, we've got one called the, the shock and awe. It's a double X heavy musky rod. Um, in a there's two different price point rods like a, the 2020s or the higher price point rod it's just a higher modulus graphite mm-hmm. and yep. super light um i mean when you're fishing 12 14 hours a day that extra three four ounces can make a big difference <laughs> no doubt. yeah um so yeah for for bigger rubber the shock and awe with a 500 tranks is like it's tough to beat if, yeah. if there was one rod that i had to use for everything it would probably be you could get away with with that one wow okay yeah, that's yeah, awesome. a cool name too. On top of it, everything. it is actually yeah. <laughs> shock and awe. Shock and awe. Would you say assault stick? Is that we called it? Yeah, yeah. The cast yeah. tackle assault sticks, and yeah, then so that does sound cool. From starting at medium heavy and then going all the way up to triple X heavy, there's the surgical strike, the tactical strike, the SWAT, shock and awe, and the Moab. Where, are are all the, the different uh, powers? Moab, where, you got all you got all these sort of like intense sounding names. Where did Moab come from? You're like, well, this one is the softest, so we'll name it after like the place in Utah <laughs> with slick rock that you can mountain bike on. <laughs> so I think the Moab is the mother of all bombs. I think. Oh come so, on, it, dang it, that's way cooler then. Yeah. All yeah. right, all right. He's like, well, yeah. actually, let me tell. Yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, you got me on that one. That's so pretty good. All right. Okay, I want to know where the name Angling Ar- or Anarchy. Sorry. Oh, you're Angling talking like me Anarchy. Now. Where that came from? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome question. Uh, Thank you. Because. <laughs> uh, so I was actually filming a little bit early on, trying to figure this whole thing out, and I had a buddy uh, up in Ixonia, Wisconsin who could edit a little bit and uh i think the name of the channel he had was catch the vibe so i it's kind of fun because i got to practice on that youtube channel before i started mine um but it got to the point where he wanted to do all this outdoor stuff and and i started figuring out that if you want to have a successful youtube channel you have to niche down yeah, you got to be a little more specific. Yep, for sure. Super specific. So now you do. I mean, in, in 2023, uh, yeah. when there's 12 million YouTubers out there, back in the day, oh, yeah, you could exactly. get away with being a little more vague. But yeah, you're totally for sure. right. So, you know, I did want to have the Chaos Tackle YouTube channel because, you know, what if we what if we sell it? Uh, hmm. You know, am I going to lose all this stuff? So I I got together with my buddy, and I was like, we have to come up with something that 
is like chaos tackle, but not basically. Oh, okay. And the, the next day he's, he comes back and he's like, dude, angling anarchy. Anarchy is, you know, like chaos. Yeah. yeah. People, people love alliteration. I mean, I'm on, I'm on, you know, tackling tacos right now, angry right. anarchy. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so he said that and, and I, I was like, Oh yeah. What if we took like the anarchy symbol and just put like a J hook through it yeah. for the, you know, the straight part through the A and the chaos tackle head, like the font is kind of uh unique looking. So yeah, I kind of scratchy. I, yeah. I, I used the A from chaos tackle and uh, my, my wife's cousin is a graphic design artist. So oh, I was okay. like, I, I sketched it up, gave it to her. And that, that evening I had the logo that I'm using to this day. It was as easy as that. You know, and I've had nice. people, I've had people ask me like, who'd you pay to do that? I'm like, we just came up with this like in four hours. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's like, you sometimes that's the best well. way though. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best oh, way. You sure. just kind of come up with an idea and put one foot in front of the other and then it comes to life and it's like, Oh, this works. Yeah. 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 Cool. And, that way. And, you know, early on, because I think I started Angling Anarchy in May of 2018. Okay. So, you know, I obviously with the job, wife, kid, I, I kept hearing, because I wanted to have a, a successful YouTube channel. So I was I was watching YouTube videos about how to do that more than I was watching anything else. Sure. And, you know, the, the underlying thing that everybody said was consistency. Yeah, you have to have consistency. It. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, there's no way. There's no way I can do that. Uh, but finally, I think it was in August of 2019, I'm like, I'm going to try it. It might be for two or three weeks in a row, but I'm just going to try it. And once I started going, you know, I, I, there was definitely weeks between then and now where I've thought, I just, I can't, I don't have the mental capacity. I don't mm-hmm. have, I, I can't do this. Yeah. And that little like nagging voice is like, come on, man, you've got a streak going just come up with something, make something happen, make a video, get it out there. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, I've been rolling for, it's like something like 217 consecutive weeks now. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's respect. Yeah. Awesome. That's super impressive. Yeah. That's a, that <laughs> is it really like, I think people think when you're doing YouTube, like it's, Oh, it's, you know, you're making videos of you fishing. This is easy, mm-hmm. but like it's, there's a lot of, um, work. And one thing I want to segue into is your camera mm-hmm. setup, because if anybody watches your videos and anybody listening to this podcast, really look, look him up. I think you'd have a hard time not being impressed by it. Um, oh, thank you. But yeah, yeah, of course, man, seriously. Um, but, on your videos, sometimes you get, I don't know if you're familiar with the term, uh, the fourth wall or some people call it the third wall, you know, like where you see behind the scenes of what's going on. Um, and with you, when that kind of happens, you can see how you have 35 GoPros. Like you have them on like a big tall (laughs) pole and you have some mounted right next to the boat and you have like, you're wearing like a chesty and, um, that's all over dude. Like, so tell us about your camera setup and then what are you editing your videos on like software wise? So, I got the idea to start filming from, uh, I don't know if you know keys outdoors. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike keys, Mike keys. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was, I was watching keys one day and you know, I had a GoPro and I did the typical thing. You go out by a GoPro, you put it on your head, yeah. take it out fishing and you come back expecting to throw it in the computer and it's going to turn out like a Linder's angling edge. That's what everybody you know, thinks. Episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you find out real quick that it's, it's not that right. <laughs> so, so I started looking into, okay, I've got to have multiple cameras. I was watching keys and, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm going, okay, I can, so I, I, I built the setup that I've got the, the GoPros on. It's, it's like three quarter inch conduit that I've got Ram mounts holding in place. And, um, but yeah, I run two GoPros up on a pole to cover the bow and the stern of the boat. I've got two GoPros running on the gunnel to catch, you know, netting the fish, the fish jumping, that sort of thing. Uh, the chesty is honestly mostly for audio. Oh, okay. Um, because if there's one, Oop, hold on. He, he's one of the biggest fishing YouTubers out there. Um, he was basically saying, oh, we don't wear the, the chesty for the footage. It's for the audio. Yeah. That's how important the audio is. It is. So, um, yeah. What are you, so what are you doing anyone, differently for the audio on the chesty? Uh, so the audio on the chesty, it's just, you know, I've got a little piece of like a dead cat over it to, to muffle wind noise, mm-hmm, uh, yep. over the, the GoPro microphone. Anybody who doesn't know what that is, dead cat is just like the fuzzy cover that goes on a microphone. Yep. It's not an actual deceased canine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Just to be clear. Well, cause I think we, we know that phrase and you're like, oh yeah, dead yes. cat. Somebody else will be like, what'd he say? Well, what is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I'm actually, I'm. I'm using an old GoPro for a chesty because it's the best microphone I think that GoPro ever made. It was the okay. Hero 4 Silver. Okay. And then uh, for everything else, I've got Hero 7 Black GoPros. Um, you know, and I, so, so yes, at any one time, I've got five cameras running. Okay. And then I've got a Canon M50 that we use, you know, once we get a fish in the net, we want to have a little bit higher quality footage, sure, yeah. uh, intros, outros, that sort of thing. Uh, a drone, uh, just a spare Hero 7 that I use for some slow motion, like, B-roll shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so so at the end of the day, like, say we're up in Canada, I dump footage every night, which is about an hour-long process. Yeah, and I'm going to say that many cameras, that many cards, that takes a minute. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. can be as many as eight folders, eight different cameras that I'm dumping footage Jeepers off of. Jeepers creepers, dude. So, and then I, I edit with uh, Cyberlink Power Director. Cyberlink um, Power? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's, so I was, I was poking around when I was, I was trying to figure out uh, what to use. You know, Final Cut for Apple is obviously the top end, and then yeah. Adobe uh, Premiere Pro for PC. Sure. And at the time, I think they, Adobe had just switched over to a, um, oh, what do you call it? like a monthly fee. Like yeah, a subscription just, service as opposed to just buying service. the software. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I started looking for something that was, it's not professional, but it's like a prosumer grade uh, software editing um, package. And I came across Cyberlink Power Director. It was like 150 bucks. Okay. And I, th- I think I'm using version 15. They're up to version 20. Okay. But uh, it's, it's powerful enough to do everything I could ever want to do. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, it's 150 bucks and yeah. it's yours. You don't have to worry about paying every month and yeah, it works out really nice. I've actually, yeah, I've, I've recommended it to a lot of other people and they've, they've bought it and they use it and they seem to like it too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, that's like, uh, you know, I'm no full blown expert, but I do run a, a marketing company on the mm-hmm. side and half of that started with doing video work, uh, uh, commercials for TV to like sure. outdoor 
shows and blah, 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 blah. And if I could give anybody any advice, I would say whatever it is you do have, like really learn to use it well and get comfy with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like whether you get from point A to point B using the most expensive camera and best software out there, or you get from point A to point B with your iPhone and one GoPro and some free software you got online, like whatever you're using, just get good at it, get comfy with it, get familiar with it. And, and there's, you know, so I'll, I'll have the occasional like musky group ask to come and give a talk. Um, and oh, I, cool. I'll tell them, I'm like, I am, if you want to talk so, about fishing, like actually catching fish, get Steve Herbeck, get Pete Mayna, get somebody that like knows what they're doing. It's not <laughs> me. I just, I bumble around <laughs> and I'm having fun, man. But if there's one thing I do know fairly well, if you take musky fishing and you take filming and put them together. Yeah. I can, I can do that. So yeah. a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll give talks to groups, not necessarily f- to film the way I film, but it's, it's to get that guy that has that GoPro that yeah. is collecting dust yeah. in the basement or, or whatever, and show them how to use it effectively, show them how to power it without the battery, power it with like an external source. So it'll run all day and you're not constantly changing batteries right. or how to use the looping function. So you're not constantly filling up your SD card. Like those yeah. two things right there solve 90% of the problems that people have when they want to get a GoPro out in the boat. And that's awesome. Uh, I, th- I think you were talking to the, the lawn fonts or, or maybe it was Mudgeons uh, 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 a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the dads was like, I just, I want to film this just to have it. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah that's the fonts. Yeah. They do that so they can okay. have like memories with this kiddo. Capture it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and that's, that's what I, I want these. I, I tell these guys get a GoPro on the boat because even if you lose a fish, maybe it jumps and it, it's a spectacular jump and it throws the bait. Like yeah. instead of a story, now you've got something to, to look at and for show sure. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got those memories or uh, what I tell people is too, like, you're a coach and this is your game footage, man. Like you can see where Absolutely. you screwed up on that figure eight or you can yeah. see what you did right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's really cool to have a Love camera that. ever, you know, in the boat just to see that sort of stuff. Yeah. I would totally that's agree. It's a, a good, really good way to put it for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, like your game film. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we're getting pretty close to getting to the point of wrapping up. Nate, you got any other questions yeah. you want to ask Mr. Skyif? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you've kind of talked about like chaos tackle and stuff. Do you have any like, like official sponsors for the angling anarchy page or anything like that? It's pretty much just chaos tackle. I am working with a, uh, uh, a line, uh, fins braid. I don't know if you guys have heard of fins at all, but, um, so I'm I'm working with fins and I work with, uh, H three O, uh, sunglasses. Oh, that's cool. Um, they make a really cool I, I i was a costa guy for the longest time like the 580 green mirror glass is like such an, an awesome pair of sunglasses for but sure. uh oh, yeah. the, the h3o's they're up in uh appleton and uh they make this lens called a polar clear lens so it's a polarized clear lens so like that last half hour when you're sitting there you know, kind of looking through your sunglasses and then pushing them up and going, wow, I don't know which one is better right now. Yeah. Oh dude. That sounds amazing. So awesome. That is pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. For, for low light and that sort of thing, those, you know, they're not perfectly clear, but it's, it's pretty darn close. I mean, huh. I, I can, I can That's wear really them pretty idea. late into the day and, and they're pretty cool sunglasses. So, but yeah, other than that, it's just, it's just chaos tackle. And, you know, I get all these weird 
emails like, we want to work with your YouTube channel for yeah, yeah. dog treats or something. Right. Like, okay, whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm a terrible businessman. I'll come out right out and say it. You know, when I was talking to the the gentleman from H3O, he, we talked about the lenses and all this stuff. And then we're just kind of sitting there staring at each other. And he goes, I was, I was like, I'm bad at this, man. I don't know. What, what do you want to do? He's like, well, I'll get you a pair of glasses. You promote them this year and we'll see where it goes from there. I'm like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Sounds so, good. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So, uh, but you know, I, I honestly don't want to use anything that I don't believe in. I don't want to be the guy that's just pushing stuff because no Berkeley's paying me or, you know, what, what have you. I, I want to use stuff yeah. that I believe in that I'm going to use anyway. And if somebody wants to kick me back something for it, cool. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, so that I guess that's how I'm rolling with that. <laughs> that's dope. So if Suzuki knocked on your door, you'd be okay with that? <laughs> I would be A-okay with that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt. Hey, so one more question for you. I'm yeah. actually stealing one of Nate's questions, but I just think it'd be funny. Um, do you ever go back and watch old videos of yours? And if you do, um, do they suck? Oh, yeah, dude. they're so so bad dude like when i when i watch old videos of mine it's almost like oh my gosh there's seven different effects i should use all of them yeah and like like oh what's this transition oh i can crossfade between shots on every single cut awesome Mm -hmm. and it just screams like you are not good at this right right and I, i think you you guys alluded to it in one of the other podcasts it's like just make it make it good it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles yeah. just have the content be good have it be concise don't get simple too, is you know, okay yeah simple, simple is great is so okay make it easy yeah. for your eyes to look at yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, that's dope <laughs> so um two more questions mm-hmm. <laughs> one more now one going. is one is where you want to go with this <laughs> boy that's i wish i knew um you yeah know, and you don't I have always, to have an answer for that i just yeah, don't know I, if, I, I would always tell people, I don't care if five people or 5,000 people are watching. I just, I enjoy getting that footage, bringing it back, you know, uh, making good videos that people seem interested in watching. Um, And, you know, I like, I'm a big stickler for good, good slow motion footage. So like I've got cameras running at 120 frames per second, so I can slow it down five times and it doesn't look all choppy and stuff. Um, I, you know, would would it be awesome to hit a hundred thousand subscribers and get like the YouTube play button and all that? It'd hmm. be great. But, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, but you know, musky fishing's so small, you know, there's just about anybody that, that is quote unquote, like a big musky YouTuber. I mean, I, I know him pretty well. You know, you've got Lee and Robbie from today's angler. You've got Doug Wagner, you've got Smith's fishing outdoors. I mean, these, these are all, you know, Matt Bavrock, Ben Stone, these are all guys that are anywhere from 60,000 subscribers on the top end down to two or 3,000 subscribers. So you'll but have to be the you, first 100K guy then. Oh, I would love it. I'd love it. So <laughs> Just do it. But, but you know, a lot of these guys that have two or 3,000 subscribers, you go to a musky uh, expo and everybody there knows who they are. Yeah. yeah. That's know? cool. So it's, it's, it's kind of a cool so, community. Yeah. It's so small. It's so small. I mean, it, it can, it can be annoying sometimes cause there gets to be a little bit of drama every now and again, but okay. it's also very cool because yeah, everybody knows everybody, man. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I remember uh, being in Hayward one time with my, again, my homeboy Kelly and mm-hmm. uh, we went to Hayward bait and bottle. I'm sure you know that spot. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. La- last year, Nate and I were fishing a two day on the Chippewa flowage and mm-hmm. we pulled into the Hayward bait and bottle to grab some more, um, Cinco's. Um, Nate was smashing them on a wacky rig with Cinco's. Yep. And so we pull in there and I tell Nate like, dude, this place is pretty legit, even though it looks like a, a beer store or whatever. <laughs> and it is. Uh, but as we were pulling in, um, I don't know why I did this, but I opened my live well and one of my bass had spit up a baby rabbit in the live well. So I remember oh, that. No. That's like so That's tied awesome. into my brain to Hayward Bait and Bottle, a baby half-digested yeah. rabbit. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. It helped with it, with the weight. It would have. Yeah, yeah, it would have. Uh, but anywho, one time I went to Hayward Bait and Bottle and um, Pete was in there. Pete Mayna was in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Steve, I think his name is Jensen, isn't it, from Musky Hunts? Yes. Yep, Steve Jensen. Yep. yep, was in there from Muskie Hunts. And I can't remember, a few, there's like three dudes in there from Muskie Hunter Magazine that Kelly and I were reading on our way up. Oh my and, gosh. And we're not necessarily starstruck, but, but sort of like, whoa. And then we just start talking and they're being so cool. Like there yeah. was no, like we asked them like, hey, we're only in town for a few days. Where do you think is our best chance for numbers? Where's our best chance for a big fish, whatever? And they just start breaking down spots on like Upper Eau Claire Lake. They're like, oh, you should try here on Round yep. Lake. You should whatever this time of year right now, the water temperature on, you know, Lacoudere is probably this. So you should. And they were just so freaking friendly that it was almost like, weird you know like it almost like because they they just weren't they weren't pretentious they weren't yep. arrogant they weren't acting like they were better than anybody and they were cracking jokes and being silly and giving each other a hard so time great. and yeah the musky community um i'm sure there is like you said some drama but there's also such a rad kind of brotherly vibe yeah. i think because it is kind of smaller um, oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure really really cool for sure i mean i i guess i remember being at, at one of the musky expos i think it was milwaukee and i, I literally went from this kid coming up and asking if he could take a picture with me, mm. which just absolutely like blows my mind. Like, it's, it's like the coolest yeah. feeling on the face yeah, of the planet. That's really dope. I went from that to, to going over and a local radio guy I know from Southern Wisconsin was talking to Steve Hiding, which is, I mean, Steve Hiding is, he's right up there with Pete and Joe Booker. I mean, he was uh, uh, editor emeritus for Muskie Hunter magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's one of the guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Jerry, the guy I know, and he said, Hey Steve, you know, this is Brian from my England anarchy. And, and Steve Heidi looks at me, and goes, Oh yeah, no, I've seen some of your stuff. And oh I about gosh. fell over, and you're like, uh, you know, uh, heart attack. So, you know, I, I went from this kid is getting a picture with me to me being the kid, like having Steve right. go, Oh yeah, I, I know who you are actually. And I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. A little bit of pee came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a, that's an awesome feeling. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. And I, th- I think uh, what you touched on earlier, consistency, um, that's the ticket for, for YouTube, mm-hmm. for social media. Oh, yeah. I always tell people it's the two C's, which is consistency and content. Because if you're consistently putting out crappy content, nobody wants to watch right. that. But if you're consistently yeah, sure. putting out, even if it's not incredible, if it's good, if it's decent content and you're putting it out yep. every week, you will eventually gain enough steam and people will tune into what you're doing. It just, mm-hmm. It's not a maybe. It's just going to happen. And I, I like to tell people, you know, I, I would hear guys say, oh, I, it'd be cool if there was just a fishing show where it was like me and my buddies out fishing. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going for because yeah. I I don't take it too seriously. We get excited when it's a, like I said, it's a small one or a big one. Um, I try to keep it funny and light, make jokes along the way. Yeah. I mean, all just about all my videos, I start with like a little cold open with like a joke. Like my buddy Colin and I were sucker fishing. I said, well... 
you're, you're not looking at the only two suckers in the boat. Oh yeah, I think oh, we, yeah, we, we just watched that. that. We were just <laughs> watching that video. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, dude. So, so it's it's almost gotten to the point where it's it's harder to come up with like the little cold opens. I need to hire a writer or something. But, uh. <laughs> you're almost that, you're almost that level, dude. You're almost there, man. That's a, that but actually is a thing when you get big enough, like in YouTube, like you can legitimately make some silly money on YouTube. Hire a writer, oh, yeah. hire an editor. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But it's 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 super fun right now just to have you know take it from cradle to grave, film it yourself, edit it yourself. You yeah, get for complete sure. and utter control. You know, I know like the guys like Perrick and Flair and John B. Um, yeah, I mean, those guys are making stupid money, but silly, they got started early and, and, you know, they, they had a, a, you know, five, six, they had a, an entourage of people that were working for them, which yeah. is, that's super dope too. So yeah, it is for sure. And like, I, I'm not a Guggen fan at all. Uh, I'm not anti Guggen necessarily, yep. but I'm not a huge fan, but I, I tell people flat out, like those dudes grinded and they're introducing oh. people to the sport that maybe wouldn't have been introduced to it without their grind. And so I respect the crap out of that. Absolutely. And that, you know, I, uh, there's, there's a tournament, there's a muskie tournament actually this, this Saturday that I'll be fishing on Lake Geneva. Okay. And, uh, I fished it last year and Perrick was there huh. and, uh, he, he showed up, he showed up to the, cause I, he's, he's like a muskie nut. I, I never knew okay. that about yeah, I didn't him. Know that. And, uh, you know, so I, here again, I was, I was talking to him and I, I'm sitting there going, well, he doesn't want to hear about my stupid little channel, but I, I think I brought it up that, you know, I was with chaos tackle and alien anarchy and he said, Oh yeah, I've watched a couple of your videos. And that was another <laughs> moment where I'm like, Get the F out of here, man. A little bit of pee came out. That's, that's your theme. A little bit of pee came out. That's right. Yeah, a little bit of like, whoa, you've heard of us? Like, what? I know. It's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah, that's dope. That's one thing cool that's feeling. dope, though, too, though, you said, you know, cradle to grave, whatever, A to Z. Um, yep. One dope thing uh, when you're editing footage you shot is uh, in the past, I've done everything from filming people bow hunting to fishing mm-hmm. to skating to snowboarding and when you get that right shot when somebody lands a trick or when you get that right shot when somebody shoots a deer and you get that just over the shoulder perfect following the arrow through whatever i won't say it's as fulfilling as if you landed the trick or as if you shot the deer yourself but there's something so satisfying about capturing the footage and then if you're like you're editing your own footage going back, you know what to look for. You know, like mm-hmm. that one spot where he did this. And I don't know, like there's something really cool and sort of, um, you know, like that, that phrase, a man who chops his own wood warms himself twice. Like you're, yep. you're really earning it this way. A thousand percent, man. I, the, the, the days that we've captured like a fish jumping in front of one of the gunnel cameras and all I can think of is like, that's going to be that so was, dope. That was going to be so dope. That's yeah, on the 120 cool frame shot. per second. Yeah. I can slow it down. It's going to look so cool. Like that part is, is so much fun. And then like you so said, exciting. knowing, you know, and so I'll have guys talk about like, Oh, we just want to see clips of, of fish or whatever. And like, that's you, man, like 90% of people want to be told a story. Oh, for sure. And so like I've got to go back and I've got to make this, you know, it, it's got to have a flow to it. It's yep. got to be, Hey, we're starting this, we're, we're using this bait. You know, this is the break we took in the middle of the day. You know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, 20 minutes of, of B roll fluff and then two minutes <laughs> of actually catching fish. You've got to yep. have like a nice balance of it, but yeah, just being able to, to tell that story and know, like you said, know what you're looking for when you're going mm-hmm. back to edit it uh it's really it's a lot of fun i i tell people i have so much fun capturing i i 
I, I would hate to go out and fish and not have my cameras with me. Yeah. That's because awesome. that would be the day that something really cool happens and I didn't get it. And it would, that would bug the hell out of me. No doubt. Yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. This is actually our yep. last one, Brian. I swear. Okay. I'm sure you got to work in the morning or whatever, 6am. Oh, so I'm good. I'm okay. a night owl, man. Okay. Dope. I don't, I, people always say that. I don't know how you could be a night owl and be a fisherman. Like my brain. I know. Nate does that too though. <laughs> Nate stays up late and wakes up early. I don't get it, dude. Yep. How, how do you do it's, that, Nate? I don't know. It's just uh it's just a thing. I don't, it's just a thing <laughs> when it, when it comes to, when it comes to fishing, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to sleep. I'm ready to rock and roll. I think it's I a lot harder at right 44 now. than yep. it was at 34. No <laughs> doubt, dude. Yeah, for sure. 34 was about 30 years ago hey, for me. We're 34. Nate and I are both 34. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, dude, one time, uh, tougher. Hey, Brian, speaking of which, one time, yeah. uh, same, I keep on bringing them up. I don't know why. It's not on purpose. I guess we just fish musky a lot together. Yep. But one time, my buddy Kelly and I, he worked at Gander with Nate and I. Nate knows Kelly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we worked at Gander and it was a day where for whatever reason, both of us had to close. And so I can't remember what time we got out of there, like 10 o'clock or something. And we decided we wanted to fish Hayward. And from there, it was six and a half hours from Iowa or something where we were working. And so we literally left at 10 o'clock, drove all the way to uh, Walmart and Hayward, got our fishing licenses and then fished the entire next day, like never slept like didn't sleep at all and sounds, um sounds about right yeah it was just you know like nate's like it's just one of those things that i'll never ever forget we we're on upper upper eau claire lake which i grew up fishing quite a little bit as a kid and there's this one really dope long underwater rock bar that comes out um kind of a point that you'd never know if you didn't look at the maps or whatever mm-hmm. and kelly raised up a fish that was deep in the 50s like deep Oof. in the 50s i'm talking full-blown heart attack like where your yep. brain just clicks off um, and he's throwing a, uh, what the heck was it? It wasn't like a sis. What's, what's that? The sis, uh, Cisco th- or Suic, Suic, uh, Suic oh, yeah. thriller. It wasn't yep. that, but it was like that, like a long flat kind of jerk baity deal. It was probably like a 10 incher or something. Okay. And he's working this thing fast and this thing raises up like a freaking submarine. Um, <laughs> and he stops, he completely stops cause his brain oh, just no. told him don't move. <laughs> and I was like, Kelly, work it, work it, work it. And he's sped it up and this thing's gills flared and it swam at that bait i'm talking like mach 7 and then just stopped on a dime right behind it and um kelly uh it and it kind of hung out then it went under the boat then it came back out from underneath the boat and i mean this thing was massive massive the big probably the biggest muskie i've ever seen Uh, at least that close for that long um you know just shoulders on it just a monster and then it swam off it just swam away um and you know it's like like that helpless feeling like there's nothing i can do to make this fish turn around right now but on no sleep we were both just about ready to like i'd probably cry and fall asleep in the bottom of the boat you know like just it was like too much to handle like our our fried brains couldn't process it you know what i'm saying oh yeah lots of trips like that well in fact this weekend i'm fishing the tournament in Lake Geneva. I have to bring my boat back home. It's probably going to be eight or nine o'clock at night. I'm driving up that night to go north of Eau Claire to fish with Jason and Fisher Smith, who have a YouTube channel up there. And we're going to fish all day Sunday. And then I have to drive back to Janesville. Perfect. I think I'm just, sleeping, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just sounds, that just sounds tired. 
That just sounds, <laughs> sounds like it hurts. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like it's tired. Yeah. Um, yep. So how can people find you, dude? If they want to find you on social, do you have a website? What if people want to buy some merch? What's your YouTube? Give, give us the goods. Right on. Uh, YouTube is just Angling Anarchy. If you punch it in, you'll find it. Uh, Instagram is Angling underscore Anarchy. Uh, Facebook page is Angling Anarchy. So, yeah, if, if you type that in, it's uh, pretty easy to come by. I'm working on getting some hoodies made uh, and some hats. Okay. So uh, cool. that's that's been a long time coming. I have people tell me that all the time, and I'm yeah. just like a super procrastinator, and finally uh, I'm getting that done. So. But yeah, other than that, uh, I'm just a knucklehead out there fishing and having fun and uh, rolling some cameras on it. Love it. Yeah, you're killing it, dude. Yeah, Truly. Awesome. Like, you're really. Thank like, you, man. Like, I appreciate it. Like, I'm not the nicest dude in the world. So, if I well. didn't love when you messaged me, I'd be like, ah, it's not going to work, dude. You know, I would have right. just told you, but yeah. I looked at your stuff he was and I was impressed. About him. He's like, he's legit. Yeah, I'm like, he's doing well. And we don't talk about musky stuff that much. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on the show, dude. Yeah, thank you well, so right much. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I've, I've had a lot of fun listening to a couple of the podcasts. Sweet. And uh, you guys are, are crushing it, man. It's well, a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're awesome. figuring it out as we go. And uh, we're having yeah. fun. And, yeah, we love having different perspectives like yours. So, uh, anybody hearing this, please go check out my man Brian on uh, Angling Anarchy. And um, you can go ahead and hang up. We're just going to kind of close up shop. But thank you so much, Brian. Right on. Have a good night, guys. We'll you talk too. to you later. All right, brother. Thank you. Heck yeah, thanks. Bye. Peace out. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Brian. Uh, Brian Scaife from Angling Anarchy. And if you couldn't tell... Two things. He's obviously pretty stoked and pretty passionate about what he's doing. Uh, and number two, he's about as not cocky, not arrogant, so not nice. yeah, just very down to earth type of cat. And I feel like you gotta you gotta love that, Nate. What do you think about the interview overall? Overall, man, it was awesome. That that dude, uh, he, he's uh, he's the type of guy that'll really fire up your passion for for getting out and catching some muskies got yep. me one to go catch some so yeah. I'm, I'm ready man that, that was awesome yeah i totally agree what would be the coolest thing ever is if we could get you up here nate uh get brian up here get steve jonesy up here and then we all have we all the hayward, hayward and hang out with pete <laughs> <laughs> let's do it yeah that that would be uh that would be some musky heads i mean uh, coming to, coming to a point. the crazy be, thing is though it's like that's, that's actually possible wild. Like that's actually like, like a possible we could do thing. That. We could actually do that. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe we should. Let's look at the calendar. Yeah, that would be so freaking fun. Do like a weekend of it. Heck yeah, and just beat the water up and just film like crazy. Podcast at night. We should plan it. Yeah, we really should. That'd be really fun. But uh, anywho, so um, you heard uh, Lola at the beginning of this episode. Our merch will be live very soon. The October thirty first uh, episode of Tackling Tacos. Uh, was when we will announce who's winning the free hat and shirt and stickers from us for the positive reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And other than that, man, we are so thankful for everybody listening. We are having so much fun with this. Lola, you having fun with this? I'm having so much fun. I mean, I'm ready for bed, but I'm having so much fun. What would you rather do right now, podcast more or sleep? I mean... Or eat a taco uh, or catch a 50-inch muskie? This sleep i'm so no, tired. I'm the fi- so over tired. a 50 inch musky i'm so tired i'm so tired 
No, the musky the is musky the correct answer. The musky is fine. I would, I would like to yeah, catch definitely that. definitely give me that big old toothy. Okay, prayer. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm a little tired. Oh, she's like Puerto Rican <laughs> rolling her neck now. You can't see it, Nate, but she didn't mean that last time. Sorry. <laughs> at all. But we're glad you're you're on the podcast with us. That was honest. It's not it's not the same without you here. Oh, baby. Yeah, Brian is a cool dude, man. I'm really glad to. Uh, that's one of the cool things, right? About the internet, about social media, about whatever is you really can connect with people yes. that you want to connect with. You know, yeah. And that's a cool, authentic dude who grows a really mean beard. So on that note, we will close up shop. Um, I think Brian really sort of exemplified. On his own, not because of us, obviously, but on his own, he exemplified our vibe, our thrust, our kind of motto here. Um, Positivity isn't always the most natural response or direction, but it truly is, whether it's fishing or life or work or whatever, positivity is always, always worth the effort. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Peace.